0: Listening to the Oz Movies podcast only on the Oz Network.
1: Welcome back on the Oz Network for week three of Avengers Month. Uh, You heard myself and Jamie talking about Avengers 1 and Avengers Age of Ultron for the last two weeks. So uh, we are increasing our body count here and losing Jamie because of controversial opinions. And we're here to do, uh, I guess, a combination episode. This will be a bit of a preview for Infinity War, which comes out in one week, and also our recap of the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, We decided to give three hours to Age of Ultron, and we're giving approximately five minutes to the good movies now. So get ready. This is going to be exciting. My name is Colin, and let's talk about this podcast of ours. It's good, except for one thing. It sucks. It sucks.
0: My name is Ben, and bring me a horse.
2: <laughs> My name is Mallory, and I always forget about the quotes thing.
1: <laughs> oh, I love that moment—the trailer where Doctor Strange said, "I always forget about the quotes thing."
0: <laughs> That's the best bit. It
1: really, is. Benedict
0: Cumberbatch is <laughs> great when he says that line.
1: So. This is going to be quick fire here, so get ready for it. Uh, We have 18 movies to talk about, well, 19 if you include a preview for Infinity War. And uh, some of the opinions on Avengers and Age of Ultron we've already talked about, but I'm still very opinionated about those, so I'll still have things to say. But uh, before we even start here, uh, I guess let's just go through a bit of a history on the Marvel movies I obviously watch these all the way from the beginning. I think most of these I've seen opening weekend in theater. I was there for the Midnight Show, one of the last Midnight shows that we ever had here in Winnipeg. I think maybe a year after Iron Man 1 came out, they canceled Midnight Shows and just started doing like late evening shows the day before. I kind of love the uh, Midnight It's your fault. It's my fault. It was fault. your yeah. fault. You're
0: the only one who saw them. So, like, oh, no, not that's one customer. We have to cancel them.
1: Yeah, you know, it was, there's Iron Man and The Dark Knight and Indiana Jones and The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And they said, one guy's showing up to all three of these movies, um, and one guy's leaving happy. Let's cancel for the rest of them. Jamie was there too, so I guess two people. But uh, I- I've been there for most of these on opening day. And, of course, I've mentioned other episodes, I'm a huge comic book fan, so I knew most of these characters going in. Like, I guess, most dedicated comic fans, I knew all these characters going in except for the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, but I've been following this from the beginning, and I think there's really only one of these 18 movies that I didn't see in theaters, um, and yeah, that, that that's strange enough. We'll, I guess we'll talk about it later on. Uh, actually, one of my more favorite movies in here, but uh, just time worked out. But I mean, I've been following this from the beginning and you know, watching every single trailer, counting down all the movies. Uh, so some of these I've never rewatched. Some of them I have. I think... The first phase, I've seen them you know, quite a few times each. Uh, some of the more recent ones I haven't, but it was interesting going through the rankings, which we'll get to in a bit, because uh, I think a lot of my opinions have changed as I am starting to rewatch some of these movies now, getting ready for Infinity War. But uh, overall, we've all said, I mean, I'm probably a slightly bigger DC fan. I'm not going to say I'm a bigger fan of the DC movies all around, because I think if you compare the DC movies to the first handful of Marvel movies, I've always said this, first handful of Marvel movies struggled in the same way. But I may have a soft spot for a lot of these older movies that I'm excited to talk about here.
0: Well, you know, I'm more of a fan of the DC movies. I'm the only one in the world that likes the DC movies and doesn't really fault many of them. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I love comic book movies. I've always kind of enjoyed them. But for some reason, just with the MCU, I just was always a bit... Uh, slow in watching these, because I mean, I kind of only really caught up and watched all of these by the end of uh, last year, 2017. I mean, the only ones that I'd seen in theatres was, I saw The Incredible Hulk way back in the day, because I think won a double sorry. pass to it. Were you alive, 2008? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was I was, I was.
2: I was only 10 years ago. I was have yeah. been 12.
0: You know, if you weren't, because then we've got an issue here. Um But... Uh, yeah, and I think I saw Iron Man maybe when it came out in DVD, but so many of these I just didn't see until the end of last year. Obviously, when we did our Spider-Man catch-up last year, I went and saw Spider-Man. So I've seen every single one since Spider-Man in the cinemas now with that Thor, Ragnarok, and Black Panther. But, um, yeah, I mean, it just it just took me a while. And, I mean, honestly, a lot of these I hardly heard of. I didn't know there was an Ant-Man. I didn't know there was a Doctor Strange, Games of the Galaxy, no idea who the hell they were. Um And a lot of these kind of side people, you know, I hadn't really, you know, had much knowledge on because I guess my, uh, you know, I've said on a lot of these before, I I didn't read comic books because it involves the word read and we know <laughs> I don't know how to read, uh, even though there's pretty pictures in them, but still there's words next to them. But, um, I mean, I, I mainly knew all the DC ones and, you know, only a limited ones of the Marvel ones. But, I mean, I, I think they're very enjoyable, obviously. I mean, we're here talking about them. There's only really a couple that, you know, at the bottom of my rankings that I've got them down there, but I mean, I would still watch them over Dirty Dancing, <laughs> I mean, and other films and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I have no idea. I don't have a, a valid excuse as to why it took me so long to catch up on all of them.
2: I would tend to agree with everything Ben just said, because I've only actually seen eight of the 18 movies that we're, um, gonna go through today. Um, and... I super, I super love – okay, I want to say I super love all of them, but that would be a lie. Um, but I do – I really enjoy, like, comic book movies and just, like, hero kind of things. Um, but I have only eight of the 18, so don't judge people. Love me.
0: <laughs> Sometimes. Uh,
1: <laughs> this really started in – I would say 2006, you know, before we jump into the movie – Uh, where Marvel, they had not really developed their own movies. You know, there had been lots of movies made out of Marvel Comics. They had sold the rights to Spider-Man, X-Men, many others back in the day, even Captain America. I mean, a lot of these, like The Incredible Hulk and Captain America, they sort of waited until they could get the rights back. And that was the whole idea of the Marvel Cinematic Universe they had from the beginning. And... They bided their time until they knew they had the rights to enough of the major characters where they could do an Avengers. So they started this whole universe with the idea of the first Avengers. And I mentioned this on the, the Avengers recap I did with Jamie that, you know, by the time Iron Man came out, they were already saying, hey, we've got a release date for the Avengers and we're going to do this, this and this to get there. And everybody was speculating at the time, you know, what characters could possibly show up. And there were almost all of these movies of the first 5, I guess, had been in development for years under different studios, but bringing them together with Marvel and Marvel taking the chance saying, we're going to make our own movies, that had never been done before. Uh, So Iron Man being the first one, which uh, before... The movie ever came out I always thought it was funny whenever people complain about things like Ben Affleck being cast as Batman or anything else I always use the example when Robert Downey Jr. was announced as Iron Man I remember when I saw it when I was at work and I told everybody hey they just cast an Iron Man Robert Downey Jr. and everybody's laughing they're like seriously I mean he was coming off of a supporting role in the shaggy dog at this point <laughs> you know his career was as far in the dumps as <laughs> you could get but uh, it was interesting to me because I sort of saw it as like when Johnny Depp got cast in Pirates of the Caribbean take a really good quirky actor and put them in a big blockbuster role is just something different. Uh, so for the first Iron Man movie, uh, 2008 it comes out and it came close to breaking, you know, opening weekend records. Uh, it stood, you know, for a long time, I guess until Iron Man 2, stood for two movies as the uh, the highest grossing uh, Marvel, or at least opening weekend that they had and uh you know the movie was huge i saw it when it first came out and honestly i loved it the very first time i saw it and it wasn't even so much just the story although i think the story's good in it uh it was the origin part and that's something i think that a lot of these other movies miss we just sort of jump into these characters when they already exist or the origin stories are rushed through you know you can't do so much for a thor origin story or whatever but having that first act of iron man which was like so realistic with uh all, all the stuff where he's in the desert, and again, it was straight out of the comics, with maybe just minor adjustments to make it modern. Uh, I think everything about the origin story worked, and then the twist on the end of him just announcing, "I'm Iron Man," and everything. And it's hard to imagine that this movie was such. When people criticize, like you know, Justice League, all the reshoots and everything. I mean, Iron Man, they admit to this day that they would show up on set and not even know what the next scene was in the movie because the screenwriters had rewritten it twice over the last week. And they just scrambled to pull this movie together. And I think there's a reason why it still stands, not just as the best Iron Man, but most people think it's still the best uh, Marvel movie. A lot of people would still say the best Marvel movie all around. So I'm a huge fan of Iron Man. It's one of the ones that I'll still go back to to this day. Well, it's
0: maybe the one I've seen the most, I want to say, just because I had seen it back in the day, as I said, when it came out on DVD. I remember my friend Josh was obsessed with it, so he lent it to me on DVD. And yeah, I absolutely loved it. I, I really did. And I mean i i guess i wasn't around well i mean i was around i was alive um but like, i wasn't around the news when you know he was cast as iron man to kind of think anything more of it and i mean you know how much has he transformed his career i mean he was what the highest paid actor in hollywood for how many years in a row off the back of this and just basically you know growing up robert Downey jr was just the guy like oh he's been arrested for drugs again <laughs> like he's in a limo and he's snorting coke or something like that it's so charlie sheen you know yeah, he was, he was the Charlie Sheen of the late nineties and the early two thousands, basically after Ali McBeal, wasn't it? God, remember that show. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I, I think there's really not a lot wrong with the first Iron Man. I wasn't overly familiar with the character of Iron Man. So kind of, it's like, as you said, it's a great origin story. And I mean, going back to when you were saying about how, you know, Marvel has done all these films, I mean, they've really just changed cinema so much in the last decade with all these, you know, connections and everything that all other franchises and everything are doing now. But yeah, this really is one of the few that kind of you can just watch standalone. This is why when we get to our rankings and, you know, particularly my top two, why I like them so much. I mean, they're even the top, my top two are very similar to Iron Man. But I think there's a reason why, you know, I like this style of film, because we've, we talked about it a lot when we did Spider-Man that, you know, I, I like these sort of, Mid 2000s, early 2000s comic book movies where we don't need this grand ocean plan of just everything being connected. You can just have a standalone one and have it as a good movie. So yeah, Iron Man's great. Um, stands the test of time. Um, and yeah, I would gladly watch this one over and over again.
2: I agree. This is actually one of my brother's favorite movies. I have a younger brother and he. Would watch this movie over and over and over again when we were growing up. So I think that that was probably like the first time I saw it was, Mallory, you have to watch this. This movie is so good. And I'd be like, no, like this is stupid. I don't want to watch it, but it's, it is. It's a really good movie after you eventually sit down and see it. Sorry, brother. But, um, <laughs> it, it just like is quirky enough and light enough that I can enjoy it because I'm not typically someone who likes gory movies scary movies anything with any kind of action movies like i just don't have a stomach for that but this one like just the character that robert downey jr plays is very quirky and like it's a it's a light character although it isn't like the lightest movie and i think that that really helps me get through a lot of the movies that we're covering right now
0: he's kind of like bruce wayne but with more of a lighter personality Mm. like he's, he's, he's funnier than bruce wayne
1: yeah. And yeah. I, I think they go a little bit too far with him later on that uh it's it's easy to forget that this character as funny as he was was also really serious and the fact that they dealt so much in this with like his guilt over, you know, these weapons and everything that are out there in his name, that there was a lot more seriousness in the first movie that I think they lost in the later ones.
0: Uh so this is where the part I talk about the Hulk, right? We planned this in our pre production meeting. Um <laughs> So the Incredible Hulk, I mean <laughs> this is always what the black sheep of the MCU because people often forget it is part of it because you know with Edward Norton being uh you know Bruce Banner and kind of everything around it and it's only been recently hasn't it that they've sort of uh connected this to later movies mm-hmm. with um uh what's his name's character Hurt. yeah William Hurt so i mean i'm glad they kind of did this and look i always enjoy the incredible Like i mean it's not in my top 10 um but there's just something about it that i enjoy i mean I think it's easy to say it's the best standalone Hulk movie we've ever had. I mean, there's only two of them to choose from. Uh, I liked Eric Banner as the Hulk, but the movie was a piece of shit. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. There's just something about The Incredible Hulk that I enjoy. I can easily watch it over and over again. But, again, it's not going to be in my top ten to watch all the time. So, um, it's just... I would have liked to have seen Edward Norton continue as the Hulk. I mean, there's nothing against Mark Ruffalo. I like Mark Ruffalo. But it just... I don't know, maybe this film wouldn't have been as forgotten about as much as it had, had uh, he continued on. Because there was all contractual issues, wasn't there, and he didn't really want to keep playing on. And then, what is it, Universal Hold the Rights, the standalone mm-hmm. Hulk movie, so that's why we've never seen any more since this one. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 fun. It's an enjoyable film, but it just sadly gets forgotten about. You don't really like it, though, do you?
2: I think I've seen this movie once. Um It is... I just... I just don't enjoy. I actually, I really enjoy Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. I couldn't tell you what the main, like the actor who plays the Hulk in the Hulk looks like. Like, I
1: honestly. As in this one with yeah. Edward Norton,
2: right? it was been, I probably saw it when it first came out on DVD, and I would have been, what, 12, maybe 13 years old, and I did not enjoy it. I, I know that that I didn't enjoy it because I never watched it again and I'm positive that like my dad and my brother would have watched it again but I never watched it again because I just didn't like it so yeah, he's attractive actually
0: that's Edward Norton Edward
2: Norton is decently attractive <laughs>
0: yeah that's Willem Dafoe I don't know why there's a picture of Willem Dafoe when I Edward
1: Norton <laughs> uh, well I don't know I have a weird soft spot for this movie and For years, I just thought people were too critical on this because, and I always reference this too when I talk, when people are like critical of the DC movies, I'm like, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, First Avenger, like nobody's crazy about this first phase of Marvel outside of Iron Man. But I always thought The Incredible Hulk, like people were too critical of it and maybe it had something to do with like the first Hulk movie too, which again, I'm a fan of the first Hulk movie. It's not a perfect movie, but I think there's a lot of things they did well in that. And I always felt if you combined the Ang Lee Hulk with this one you would have had the perfect hulk movie uh but for the most part this one i i just i can't even tell you why people don't like it because i don't get it everything about this movie i enjoy it's not like my favorite movie but i thought edward norton was great as bruce banner i I like i prefer these hulk ones where he's still afraid of the hulk and there's a lot of things that they lost in thor ragnarok as much as i love thor ragnarok uh, I feel like they killed the Hulk in that movie. He was just, you know, a complete comic relief and too goofy and too kid-friendly. And the whole idea of this beast that he's terrified of is what works in the first movie. The Edward Norton thing had a lot more to do with the fact that he was brought on creatively for the movie and even worked on the screenplay. And uh, I don't think he had, like he didn't have like rights over the, the final cut of the movie or anything, but... There was so much stuff that was cut from like the screenplay he worked on that they shot that he just basically parted with Marvel on bad terms. It was the exact same thing that happened with Joss Whedon on Age of Ultron where before Incredible Hulk even came out, he's like, you know, I don't think I would work with Marvel again. So Edward Norton, obviously, I I think he would have been a great Hulk if they kept him on. And I I love Mark Ruffalo more as an actor, but I felt like Edward Norton, maybe he just had more to do here. And the whole cast was great too. I mean, William Hurt's great. I mean, Liv Tyler, I thought she was a joke at the time. (laughs) now as I watch this movie you know I think she grows on me a little more I like uh, Liv Tyler yeah I think that she nails something with the character again that the Hulk misses that you need somebody, you know, to calm him and bring him down and all that. But everything about this movie, I still enjoy. I never Tim got Roth. Who? Tim Roth. Yeah, great villain. And yeah. the music. One of the for best this,
0: villains they've had. Like
1: if, yeah. if I'm going to listen to any Marvel soundtrack, I mean, I would put this in my top two, top three soundtracks. I'd listen up. There's a lot of great Marvel soundtracks, but this is one of the better ones they have. And the whole fight scene they have in Harlem at the end too is great.
0: Yeah. I agree, Colin Hilding. I agree.
1: And I will continue now, <laughs> as awkward this is, <laughs> and I have to talk about Iron Man again, and I'm not happy this time because it's Iron Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's happy about Iron Man 2. This just is leave
0: it at that. Move on. Yeah, All right, let's yeah, get the yeah. thought. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is, again, what's so <laughs> weird when, when you hear people criticize... I'm going to keep talking about this during this first phase here, when people criticize this DC movies. I mean, DC's had a handful of movies just like this. Nobody likes Iron Man 2, and nobody liked it when it first came out. I remember... uh I saw this, it was opening night, but they had had the advance screenings the night before, and uh, Jamie's brother, who's my brother-in-law now, wasn't at the time. Uh, he we, we went out to eat, and he was the one who had already seen the movie. He saw it the night before with uh, some of his friends. And he was telling yeah, it's not a very good movie. And he's one of these guys where you just, you laugh off everything he says because he's kind of an idiot. But all all of us were like, yeah, sure. Like Iron Man 2 is going to suck. And we watched the movie and it ends. And I remember my one friend turned to me and he was like, you know, for the first time in my life, I agree with Josh. This movie sucked. (laughs) And honestly, there's nothing really to like about this movie. They go too far with the humor of Tony Stark. They had, uh, this is where the Disney part uh, with Marvel really starts to interfere because in the comics they had like a really complex storyline with him being an alcoholic and all of that and not being even capable of performing iron man which is why war machine comes in and here they make it no he's got a little bit of poison in his heart that makes him act goofy they just killed everything that could have worked about this movie and i don't know why mickey rourke of all people gets all the criticism for this when i think robert downey jr is bad in this movie i think they just throw scarlett johansson in here and I walked out of this feeling like I watched a two hour trailer for the Avengers because nothing <laughs> felt like it was furthering the Iron Man character even though there was so much potential with what they were trying to do it just was all a cheap setup for the Avengers
0: I like Don Cheadle I think he's better than Terrence Howard mm-hmm. um, I like Sam Rockwell because we went over that when we did uh, Three Billboards I mm-hmm. think he's an amazing actor other than that this movie sucks. <laughs> um, it's my last place i'm going to spoil it right now um it's like all exciting that they sort of have like a formula one sequence even though they're not formula one and they had this weird monaco grand prix situation which is just dumb uh yeah that's iron man 2
2: i have nothing to add did you see it (laughs) yes this movie's terrible
1: so you have eight movies to talk about and you have nothing to add on one of them that really shows you the quality of iron man 2
0: (laughs) Um, well, I'm looking forward to talking about this one, because I know that you do not like this movie, Colin. I don't know if I you... I am with Colin. <laughs> I just... There's just something about the first made store.
2: made my top eight. Well.
0: <laughs> seven, clearly. Um Actually. I just, there's something I really, really like about this movie, and it, no, it's not just the Natalie Portman factor, which obviously does add a sweetener on it, hello Natalie, but I just love, I just love Chris, this is the first time I think I've ever seen Chris Hemsworth in something, Oh, maybe Rush, and then I just really liked him, I just love this personality of Thor, like, because I always love fish out of water movies, you know, when they're kind of in completely different areas where they should be, and just, just the subtle humour of stuff, like when he's got his glass of coffee and he smashes on the ground, and he's like, bring me another! <laughs> Just like I just crack up laughing so much. and Just the like, bring me a horse! Uh, <laughs> just, I don't know, I can't even explain it. I just really enjoy George. the first Thor movie, which, I mean, when we get to Ragnarok and kind of the thoughts on that, like, they obviously completely, like, you watch this film and then you watch Ragnarok, like, they're just almost completely different characters in, altogether, which I know a lot of people are happy about. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I will defend the first Thor. I enjoy it. I like it. And I'm not afraid to admit it.
2: Okay, in comparison to Iron Man 2, I like this movie, um, (laughs) I just, I find that this movie moves more slowly than you would expect a Marvel movie to, like, I just... I always got bored in the first, like, 20, 25 minutes of this movie, and therefore I had a hard time getting through the rest of it. Like, I just didn't – it didn't connect well with me. That being said, I will still watch it. Like, it's not – it's on my top eight, but it's not <laughs> the first movie I would go for on our list of Marvel movies, although I will watch it again.
0: It's
1: Natalie Slightly Portman, so again. you'll watch. No, we'll be not
2: watching... – it's Chris it's, No,
0: well, you can have Chris. I'll have Natalie. Thank you. Deal. <laughs> you can both
1: take them. I don't care about either of them.
0: <laughs> hey.
2: Have you seen Chris Hemsworth?
0: Have you seen Natalie Portman?
1: Yes, I have. I- I'll tell you, there is somebody in this movie that annoys me more than Natalie Portman. And it's her sister in this movie or her friend. Oh, Jane.
0: Uh, not Jane. What's her name? Um, Who the plays that? What's- oh, she's she's attractive. I like I her.
1: hate her in this. Oh, There's so many things I hate about this movie. And Kat Denning. Oh, I can't stand her I mean she Natalie Portman's worse all around, but in this movie, no, just they're both awful There's so I was many glad things
0: to have family house there's Virginia.
1: so many things wrong with this movie, and I'll tell you the main thing and I do like the fish out of water stuff, and it's funny that they didn't catch that that was what people liked about this because when this movie came out, it was basically a eh, like that. this movie's reputation has worsened over time. When it first came out, nobody was crazy about it, but it was just a, like eh, what? take it or leave it, you know? But what people did like was that humor of the fish out of water and why it took them until the third movie to pick that back up again, I don't know. Uh, because it does work and Chris Hemsworth is funny in it so why didn't they give him humor in the second one? I can't wait till we talk about that. But... Yeah. The biggest problem with this movie is he doesn't have powers. Now, I understand they were doing a story with the whole hammer and all that, but he has powers for, at least on Earth, for 60 seconds of this movie. They wait until the, the last act of the movie, and they build up this whole battle with the Destroyer, which in the trailers, they promote like this was going to be the big battle. And I remember some when I saw this movie, somebody asking me about it. It's like, oh, I love the Destroyer in the comics. You know, Do you get to see much of him? Well, we get to see him for 30 seconds. And it's the first 30 seconds he has powers, he just destroys him. Then we go back to Asgard and you have cheesy effects. You have this bad melodrama. It's like this weird mix of Shakespearean stuff on Asgard and this quirky humor on Earth. And he never has powers in it. You don't really get to see him as Thor. And it is just kind of, like Mallory said, it's just kind of a boring movie. And it's a complete misuse of you know Chris Hemsworth's talent. They, they, they weren't sure what they were onto at that point. Stellan Skarsgård is probably the one good thing about it, which is why I'm glad they brought him back. You know, later on in the other movies, but even Tom Hiddleston is Loki-like. I couldn't have cared less until he came in the Avengers. I think that was a huge improvement for him in the Avengers.
0: You, my sister would not be hating you right now. She's so in love with Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He's.
2: I don't. I don't like him. I, gonna, I don't think.
1: I, I'm going to quote something that Jamie because you haven't heard the episode yet, but. Uh, when we did the Avengers recap, now when we saw Thor Ragnarok, if you, you heard that, Ben, Jamie was all about yeah. Tom Hiddleston. And even when we saw uh Kong Skull Island, she she turns to me like, who is this guy? Yum. And I'm like, that's Loki. You don't like Loki. I thought <laughs> she'd go back over and watch these movies and be like, oh, I like Loki now. She watched the first Avengers and the first note she made in the movie is when does Loki get hot? Because she didn't even <laughs> right? like him at this age. Well that's
0: like that's like in Ragnarok with Kate Blanchett. It's the first time in my life. I'm like, damn, Kate <laughs> Blanchett. Hello.
1: Fifty years old. <laughs> I don't even like Kate,
0: Kate Blanchett.
1: <laughs> who that is. Uh You don't it's... know who Kate
0: Blanchett is? Oh. Get out of our country. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> now here's the one I'm most excited to talk about because this was the character I uh I I most loved growing up out of Marvel characters. I'd say along lines of Spider Man. You know, for DC it was all Superman for me. Uh, I love Fantastic Four as well as a comic, but like I love the Captain America character growing up. And this was one of those movies that was in development for so long, for, I, I swear, it must have been 10 years. It, they first started talking about this You know, after the first Spider-Man and X-Men came out. And they always knew, said they were going to do this, even before Marvel had the rights. They were going to do it as a period movie, which is what I wanted to see. And for some reason, I think that's what works about this movie, it's the period setting. And we saw this in Wonder Woman. And even though I think Wonder Woman's overall a better movie... I just, I, there's something so fun about seeing a superhero movie in a classic setting, in like a 1940 setting. It's a little bit, you know, less modern and uh, less violent, maybe, even though there's a lot of violence in this movie. But the all around cast of this movie is incredible to the point where I, I love Chris Evans, but I forget about Chris Evans in this movie. I've been re watching this, you know, as I go to bed every night for the last few days. And I swear it just gets better for me. And I don't know why this is one of these movies that. Maybe people just have to go back and give it another chance now that, you know, Captain America's become popular. But, like, this first movie's so much fun, and it's it's going to be really high on my list. So I'll give that away now. But even aside from Chris Evans, I mean, Tommy Lee Jones, even though he's playing Tommy Lee Jones, he's just fantastic in this. And Hugo Weaving, one of the few good Marvel villains we've seen. And forget about Natalie Portman. Like, Haley Atwell as Agent Carter— <laughs> Uh, there's the scene in Age of Ultron where Thor and Iron Man are arguing over who's girlfriend's better and we're watching the scene I just turned to Jamie and I'm like why are either of them arguing? Like, Captain America's got Agent Carter and even at 90 years old she's better than Natalie Portman or Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, this movie's just so good and there's a couple of parts in the movie where the, the storytelling's a little bit sloppy but I just love the World War II setting and then the fact that it kind of it ends on this tragic note that is it's always so effective when I watch it and Chris Evans I didn't think because he was more of a comic guy, like not comic book, but like comedian in like the Fantastic Four and other stuff he did. I didn't realize like how, how nice he could be in a movie like this and, and how, uh, you know, mild mannered and likable and like heroic in such an underdog way. Like even when he's buffed, he pulls it off like this little guy. I just love this movie.
0: Um, the fact that you watch this every night before you go to bed, I think it's maybe Jamie, isn't it? Like, put on the scene where he gets transformed into <laughs> Captain America again, and say dirty things to me as he does. No, um, look, I don't disagree with anything you say. I just, there's just something about this film that I don't necessarily rank as high. I don't dislike the, I, I mean, Captain America, I will admit, is probably one of my favourites, like, out of all the, the Avenger characters. I probably like him up there with Thor as maybe, you know, a couple of my favourite. I, I really like the character of Captain America. And again, I wasn't overly familiar with his origins and everything. I knew who he was, but, you know, before these films. But there's just something about this first film that I liked the least out of all three of the Captain America films. I mean, i watch it again. I think there's a nice charm to it. I absolutely love Hugo Weaving, and it's sad that he kind of has said that he doesn't really want to do this character again. Even though he's kind of dead, but like, you know, they always find ways for them to get back. Um, and yeah, Tommy Lee Jones is amazing, even though he just plays the same and everything, but Tommy is Tommy Lee Jones, so you can forgive him. Um, but yeah, I just, there's just something about this film that I, I don't rank as high. And it, I mean, it's sort of is in my bottom section, but I mean, it's maybe a higher part of my bottom section. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'll still watch this film, but it's not one of my favorites.
2: I absolutely love and adore this movie. Yes! Um, Okay, well, when you first started talking, Colin, and you were like, oh, I love the comic book, I love this character as a kid, and I was like, oh, no, he's going to hate it, I'm going to be the only one who likes it, and then you were like, this movie captures it, or something like that, and I just got so excited, I was so happy that you liked this movie. Um, No, this is, spoiler, this is by far my favorite of the eight that I have seen. Um... The other thing about Captain America, though, is that I've only seen the first one. I haven't seen the second two. <laughs> I was just so... did it in
0: the first one.
2: Well, I remember I remember <laughs> when the second Captain America came out, and I was like, oh, I should go see it, and then I watched the, what do you call it, trailer, trailer. not commercial, trailer, um, and I was like, you know, the trailer doesn't do much for it. I'm scared it's going to ruin the first one for me, so I haven't seen the second and the third movies, because I just love the first one so much. Um... Yeah, and that's my spiel. Well, the I third one's remember. kind of
0: like Avengers 2.5. To be yeah. honest, it's more of an Avengers film than a Captain America film. But
2: yeah. yeah, that's the one where they fight each other. I don't like that idea, so I've never watched it either. Anyway.
0: um, All right, so me now. Are we doing the Avengers again? Because you've already done oh, it, you yeah. don't need to do it Oh, let's do it. Do it. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, I, I enjoy the Avengers. I think that just I was expecting more when I saw it. I think kind of when I finally got up to it, you know it was like oh you know here we go finally the avengers i've heard so much about this and it was a very enjoyable film but there's just something about it that i was just like okay that that was good but i was expecting it to be better um i didn't dislike it i didn't absolutely love it um, but it's kind of like a middle of the range film for me. Uh, I enjoyed Justice League better than I enjoyed The Avengers. Everybody hate me. Um, so yeah, I don't really have a whole lot more to add. I know you kind of spoke about it for three hours, Colin, but uh, yeah, it's it's still a, it's a film that I would gladly watch again. Um, but I just, I was expecting more, I think, from everything I'd heard about it by the time I got around to watching it.
2: I enjoyed this movie very much. I, I just love seeing how, how many of them are there, six ish. Um, how they all get, like, brought in and become the Avengers, I really, really like that about this movie, just, like, watching them come together and not get along and then get along and just, yeah, I just, I really like that aspect of this movie. Um, it's a movie that I will watch over and over, like, I would honestly put this movie on before Captain America to watch again, although I like Captain America overall better, so...
1: So, this is echoing what some people have heard if they listen to the Avengers recaps already. But it's interesting to see the difference in opinion between Ben and Mallory because what I said when I watched this, I went into this and I did a rankings of this before we recap the Avengers movies. And I'll tell you, Avengers 1 was a lot higher on my list before I rewatched it now. And I've rewatched this movie many times. The last time I saw it was before Age of Ultron came out. But Mallory, having not seen a lot of the later movies, and Ben having already <laughs> seen them, When I rewatched this, the first thing that struck me was how boring the first hour is because Hmm. it was great at the time. But now that we've seen all these crossovers, Civil War and Thor Ragnarok and Spider-Man Homecoming and all that, it's lost all the novelty. And I absolutely love the second half of this movie still and everything about it holds up. But that first hour... Like, if people go back and watch us now, it's lost so much because they've overexposed all these characters to the point where nothing feels special about these characters meeting for the first time. So I do have to take a lot of points off of this now because six years later, the movie just doesn't hold up as well as it did before. But I still love the second half of it.
0: I, yes, would echo those. Thank you. <laughs>
1: yes. I, I
2: will see the rest of the movies and then re-give my opinion.
1: We'll re-edit this in the future. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the end of phase one. So Marvel separates these into phases, which get very confusing in the, the next one. But the beginning of phase two was Iron Man 3, which was in some ways a return to the seriousness of the first one, the realism of the first one. We don't see him as Iron Man for the law of this movie, which is probably the biggest plot hole of the whole movie. They got back to just the Tony Stark character, not as many jokes. I liked the long section, but a lot of people don't. I liked the long section of him just as the detective with the kid. I, I thought that mm. stuff was great. Um, the movie has incredible action sequences. The blowing up of the house is amazing until you realize at the end of the movie that there are 50 Iron Man suits out there that he can just mm. will you know, out of thin air that he decided not to when his house was collapsing his girlfriend was dying. And then it just gets so over the top with like these 50 Iron Man robots showing up at the end and Gwyneth Paltrow having superpowers. The biggest mistake of this movie, uh, and I remember even walking out of this probably a little bit higher on it than I am now, uh, just being annoyed because it wasn't just the fact that the trailers built up the, uh, Ben Kingsley character to be such a big thing. And in the comics, I mean, Iron Man's biggest enemy is Mandarin. So everybody who followed the comics knew going in this is like the Joker of the Iron Man universe, and they found a way in the trailers to present in a way that was so much more sinister than even the comics. It was it was like he was Osama bin Laden, was like he was a terrorist, and they built the whole movie around this, and it really was intriguing. And then when they pulled the twist where he's just this joke, and they turn it into a joke in the movie, it kills it because it's not just that you know the stuff that came later on with Guy Pierce being the villain wasn't as good, even though I like Guy Pierce. It's the fact that they were onto something, and if they had just taken this seriously and kept him as a villain, who cares about trying to surprise the audience? You would have had a really intriguing finale of this movie with him having to fight, you know, superhero and Bin Laden. It's just, it's such a mistake that they they didn't follow through with that.
0: I didn't mind Iron Man 3 as much as I think I would. I mean, it's not going to be in my top 10, but... The more I reflect on it, I actually enjoy it, and it's one that I wouldn't mind revisiting. And I guess kind of for somebody going into this who wasn't familiar with the Mandarin, wasn't familiar with kind of everything around this character, I actually kind of liked that twist, which I watched a very interesting YouTube video the other day. It was like, you know, a top 10 hated moments in movies that aren't as bad as you think they are. One of them was the Senate scenes in Star Wars, Episode One, The Phantom Menace. Um, and then they had this. They had the Mandarin twist. They were like, well, okay, we get why people hate it. But at the end of the day, it's actually a very unique twist, which even the audience didn't see coming. So they're like, you know, props to the writers for trying something different. Um, so, I mean, I didn't mind it. And I love Guy Pearce. I always forget that he's kind of a fairly biggish deal in Hollywood because he kind of just pops up and disappears and pops up and disappears. Yeah. I think even Australians forget he's Australian. Uh, and, you know, there was a period of time where Guy Pearce in Australia was a bigger deal than Hugh Jackman. So, you know, Guy Pearce is... That is not possible. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it, trust me, it was. Guy Pearce, you know, good good Australian. I like him. Um, But, yeah, like, it does get a bit weird with, like, Gwyneth Paltrow having superpowers and then, what, Tony Stark gets his thing taken out of him and mm-hmm. doesn't want to be Iron Man and... Yeah, there's some weird things about this film, but I also kind of like it. So, But yeah, again, not going to be in my top ten, but it's one that I would like to watch again. And you haven't even seen this movie, have okay, you?
2: Okay, I <laughs> don't think I've seen this movie, but listening to you talk about the house blow-yuppie scene scene at the end...
0: Perfect description, the house blow-yuppie <laughs> I'm house
2: Like, maybe I have seen it, because I remember that scene. Or maybe I walked in at the I don't think I've seen it. It was all I in the trailers, too. It It is not on my top eight, because <laughs> I don't know whether or not I've seen it, so I don't have an opinion. It wouldn't but be on your top
1: eight if you opinion. had seen it either. No.
2: No, it would be in my top nine if I had seen it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Touché. Um, okay, so Thor The Dark World, yeah, I, I like the first one. I don't like the second one. It's boring. Um, it's crap. I mean, Natalie Portman just doesn't do much in this film, and I'm sad. Um, and it's kind of weird because, like, the whole Thor trilogy is just a weird mix of movies if you think about it. So, yeah, I don't have a lot to add on Thor the Dark World. I'm going to be with you here, Colin. It, yeah, this is a rubbish film.
2: I have not seen it. Go ahead, Colin.
1: <laughs> uh, you know what's funny is that Jamie and I saw this. We went on vacation to Minneapolis and. Uh, I asked her, you know, what Is movies
2: Minneapolis a vacation? Sorry to interrupt. <laughs>
1: if you're in Winnipeg, it is. And if uh, your, yes. your vehicle needed $2,500 in repairs, so you lost a chance to go back to the Bahamas, then you- Minneapolis is where you're going. But we decided to go see a movie and I wanted to see Thor. And she's like, yeah, I guess, um, She fell asleep in the movie and did nothing but complain about how it was like the most boring superhero movie she'd ever seen. I enjoyed it the first time I saw it. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would have. But it's again one of these things that... It's funny that it was the same thing with Iron Man 3 when I said I was higher on it when it first came out. When I rewatched Iron Man 3 like a year or two later, I was like, oh, this movie does not hold up. It's the same thing with Thor The Dark World. Uh, Maybe there were some things I liked about it. The fact that it was a little darker. I like the opening sequence where they're jumping through all those portals and everything and maybe Loki was handled a little bit better in it. It's kind of cool, the twist they put on Loki in the end, but this is what I was saying, like when they had the, the comedy in the first one, even though it was very brief in the first one, and this is just a humorless movie, and mm. maybe the most insignificant, I'm not even gonna say worst villain, maybe the most insignificant villain they'd ever had in a Marvel movie, and they got Christopher Eccleston, who's like a huge deal, especially to to be in a Marvel movie, I and mean, this was Doctor Who, you know, among so many other things. It's just a complete wasted opportunity, and if, you know, the first Thor movie I said most people's opinion was that it's just meh, I mean this one is like the ultimate meh movie. It's just there is nothing extraordinary about this movie. There's nothing even mediocre about this movie. could
0: not even tell you what happened in it. Like Natalie Portman was unconscious, <laughs> I think. There were I mean, giant things destroying cities. That's about all I can remember.
1: And they had the twist that they blow off in the first 5 minutes as a joke of Thor Ragnarok with Loki taking over for his father Um, oh yeah yeah Yeah, that's basically all there was to it um captain america the winter soldier the movie mallory just watched the commercial of (laughs) (laughs) next up and again i'm gonna keep saying this but people need to stop being so harsh on dc and comparing it to marvel because they're only really looking at the last few years of marvel we're now into how many movies here uh, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So this is the ninth Marvel movie and probably only the third one they had that was like universally loved. Every other movie we've talked about, nobody was really that crazy about. But Winter Soldier, I think, is probably the most important movie they had even over the Avengers because as huge as the Avengers was and much people loved it, nobody was saying, this is such a great story. This is such a well-written movie. This is such a unique movie. Winter Soldier comes out and it is the most respected superhero movie outside of the Dark Knight trilogy that's ever existed. And I don't think anybody saw that coming because when they announced all these sequels, nobody really was excited to see a Captain America sequel. Uh, Nobody was really excited to see a Thor sequel either, but even more so Captain America because the first one was such a complete story that even if you weren't a fan of the first one, you're basically picking up... you're, You're not picking up anywhere. You're starting fresh with the Winter Soldier. And then when they started adding all these other actors in there like samuel jackson and scarlett johansson and everything people are like well they're just overcompensating for the fact that nobody really wants a captain america sequel this movie comes out and blows everybody away i mean there's a reason why it is such a good story it's probably one of the most well-written comic book stories that's ever existed i mean it's it's like literature the winter soldier comic and you know bringing back bucky and everything it's 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 a totally different twist the movie itself these are the same directors who are now doing the uh, avengers movies this is more grounded in reality than any other marvel movie we've seen and the fact that they took all this inspiration from like 70s espionage movies i mean you could totally feel that here it's such a complex story and it's just it's basically a perfect superhero movie
0: yeah i really enjoy it too i i love kind of the whole stuff around shield and just everything that's kind of you know internalizing them and all just everything that's kind of interconnected to it and i kind of remember when i watched captain america for the first time when bucky barnes or whatever got shot off that train right i kind of always thought like oh we're gonna see him again that sounds a bit of a weird way to die and again it's always that whole notion of you don't see the body they're not Mm -hmm. necessarily dead so um i mean again and i went into a lot of these not reading spoilers or knowing what happened so to me it's like a shock like holy fuck there he is um but yeah, like I mean one of the, I I really love that elevator scene. That elevator scene always oh, like yeah. stands out to me when he's like taking on every single person in that elevator, it's great. Um and then the car chase sequence, stuff with you know, Nick Fury, you know, dead, not dead, everything along those lines. Yeah. I, I, Mallory, you need to see this film. It's I was going to say, like, listening
2: to the two of you talk about this movie makes me want to see it. It's,
0: if you like the first one, you'll love the second
2: one. I'm feeling, I'm feeling regret in not having seen this sooner, even though I have not seen it yet.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's good. Um... Now, Guardians of the Galaxy, again, like, I had, what, you wanted to... Oh, you're excited to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought you wanted to say something else. Um, I mean, this is one of these ones that are just... I'd heard so many people say, like, oh, it's so good, it's so amazing, it's so amazing. And it's kind of one of these ones I'm thinking, like, I'm probably not going to like this or something like that. Like, I wasn't trying to be hipster or anything like that. But, I mean, what's not to love about Guardians of the Galaxy? They're just so fun like they they really do not feel like they should be marvel films um but they just could stand out on their own but they're just so entertaining i mean chris pratt i mean just so good um i always forget glenn close is in this film and glenn close is just one of my all-time favorite actors and she should be used more in these things um but just the entire cast and i always forget his name i know he's in it more in the second one the 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 blue dude who kind of helps star lord oh yeah um
1: I mean, Michael Rooker, uh, Mary Poppins, actor. Bitch,
0: Michael Rook. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, so good. Groot, of course. Yes. Um, Rocket, Bradley Cooper. Just absolutely love Bradley Cooper. And I always forget it is Bradley Cooper. Um, just, there's nothing really bad to say about Guardians of the Galaxy. They're just fun films. These are movies you can just put in and watch. And, yeah, I mean, I, I will admit, I actually like the second one better. But I still also really like the first one.
2: I absolutely love this movie. Again, have not seen the second one yet. Um Shoot, I just lost my train of thought. Bye team. I'm going to shut down now. Oh yes, Vin Diesel. <laughs> Vin Diesel is freaking yes, amazing. Diesel. I just when I first found out, I found out like weeks after I'd seen the movie that it was Vin Diesel who was screwed, And I just like I just laughed so hard finding out who it was. And yeah, I oh, I just every single character in this movie like has a story and is endearing and then you put them together and they're even more endearing and hilarious. And just like his playlist throughout the oh, movie the music and just, yeah, every, everything about this movie just works really well together, I think. And I just, oh, I love this movie. Is it? Yeah.
1: So yeah. Pe- people are going to start hating me now because this... Colin the Galaxy. Well, no, I like it, but <laughs> it's, it's very much in the middle for me. And I don't know if it's just, you know, well, I'm not going to say it's the you know overkill of, you know, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy is the greatest movie. Because, again, I saw this opening night, and I was in a theater full of people who were like, oh, that movie was amazing. And I may have been the only person there who was like, yeah, but there's no story at all in this movie. And even the biggest fans of this movie, I try to ask them, like, what is the story in the first movie? They're like, uh, they meet each other, and they <laughs> join hands in the end. Like, nobody knows what the story of this movie is. Let alone, I said the most meaningless villain was in Thor the Dark World. This has got to be the worst villain. Like, just as meaningless, but just totally boring. I mean, Marvel really struggles with villains and stories. And I couldn't
2: mo- even tell you who the villain is in this movie.
0: And they wanted you the rock, the movie. right? Then they want the blue stone, the infinity stone, right?
1: No, well, Thanos makes like one appearance, I think, if that. Uh, it's, yeah. it's actually Ronan the Accuser who's the villain in this movie. And it's just. No, I and I don't dislike this movie. I agree with everything you both said, but it's just, it's always been funny to me that people hold this up like it is the greatest Marvel movie or among like the top three or whatever, but yet nobody will ever give an example of the story was really good or yeah, the characters are great here. Uh, I'm kind of of the opinion, like I love Chris Pratt even outside of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. One of the reasons I was excited to see this movie was because Chris Pratt was in it, but uh, Let's let's be honest. Dave Bautista, he gets so much love for this movie because he's so funny, and he is. But any time he doesn't have one of his one liners, like he is the single worst actor I've ever seen. He needs the funny jokes to work, and I think without the humor in this movie, th- it doesn't have a leg to stand on. Having said that, it is ninety percent humor, so I guess ninety percent of the movie works. It's just I really was hoping for something more along the lines of The Winter Soldier it doesn't need to be a, like a complex spy story but have a story in it so I'm probably being more critical than I actually am with this movie it's just it's, it's the perception that this is like a perfect movie I'm like it really isn't a perfect movie
0: Dave Batista has one good line Inspector. Yeah, that's yeah, about it
1: one line Inspector. <laughs> <laughs> now here's where I'm going to be brief but I can't be that brief because I was so outraged re- re-watching this movie that I just have to revoice some of my opinions here. Age of Ultron. This is a bigger mess than Justice League or any other DC movie. Marvel fans need to rewatch this and really look at it critically. There are so many plot like I lost count of the amount of plot holes in this movie, and I think people are just so wowed by all the characters joined together they just forgive it. The movie is a complete mess. Uh, You have a villain who's good. I mean, James Spader, the voice is good. The character is interesting. He can transport himself in and out of all these bodies. He can fly. He can do anything. And then when he finally captures this body to make for himself, he's transporting it and himself in an enclosed trailer on a highway. I'm like, fly the thing to another country. Like, nothing in this movie makes sense. There are so many stupid things in here. The climax has some entertaining moments, but... I I just can't get over the fact that when Jamie and I recorded this episode, she started out saying she liked this movie, and by the end of it, she's like, now that you point out everything that this movie was missing and everything that didn't make sense, I don't think I like it as much anymore. So people just need to listen to our recap and rewatch the movie because this movie sucks.
0: I don't hate it as much as you do uh, because you hate this film. (laughs) Uh, It's not my bottom one. To me, there are some elements that I actually enjoy about this film. I actually like James Spader. I like the villain, but yeah, like you do make some very good points. Um, I actually really like the whole city thing being lifted up on the rock thing. That's kind of a unique sort of. It's cool, but like it's just and like the subtle little the humor bits, isn't it? Captain America says like he swears, so the whole joke throughout the whole film is it like don't watch swear or something like that. Yeah, watch your language. I kind of think that's funny, but then like I just didn't get the whole idea of like it's basically Iron Man has created this like software that then essentially the world is going to be in danger because he created like a faulty Windows 8 or something like that so um, yeah I mean look I yeah it's definitely got a lot of problems I've only seen it the once uh, yeah I mean I don't have a whole lot to add because it's not one that stands out for me I don't hate it as much as you do but I'm not going to rush out and see it again
2: I don't like this movie thank you there's <laughs> like there's like maybe two scenes in it that are enjoyable that's it yeah
0: well, speaking of enjoyable, can we talk about the next film? Because this to me is straight away ding, 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 number one. Um, Ant-Man. I fucking love Ant-Man just so much. Paul Rudd. I love him to bits. Evangeline Lilly. Oh, just, can we just talk about Evangeline Lilly and the fact that she's big again and <laughs> beautiful and amazing and Canadian too. Um, and just so good. Michael Douglas. Um, Bobby Cannavale's in this film. (laughs) Just, I just absolutely love Ant Man, and I realize that you know a lot of fans aren't happy about this because of the uh the director guy that kind of pulled out and well didn't pull out. He got fired, didn't he? What happened there? No, he Um, dropped out. He dropped out. So it could have been even better. But like this is kind of going back to what I was saying about Iron Man. I mean, this is very similar to Iron Man in terms of the plot line, but it's just something about it works. And I remember when I first heard that Paul Rudd was being cast as a superhero, I'm like, well, that's going to be interesting. But he just, there's something about it that just, it's just so much fun. It's just got a great background story and origin story. It's fun. It's got action that even just like the, the little, like, we all remember Honey I Shrunk the Kids, like, you know I love that
2: movie. Like yeah.
0: great movies. I love it when people are little and they're with giant things. It's great. My favourite Rugrats episode of all time was one where they got sucked inside, I think it was Chucky's body or something like that. It was amazing. So I love like all the bits when he's like, you know, little um little Ant, Ant and he's fighting on ants and shit. Like it's great. I love Ant Man. I'll watch this one to this is my number one in all my Marvel movies.
2: I have not seen this
0: movie. <gasps> right, we're cutting this short. Let's watch this right now. <laughs>
1: This was uh, the movie that nobody wanted. I remember when they first had Iron Man come out and everybody was talking about the Avengers. And I assumed, well, at the time, they actually had the rights to A- Ant-Man. So it was assumed Ant-Man's going to be even in the first Avengers movie. And everybody I talked it was like, Ant-Man is the most worthless superhero ever. This movie comes out and people like Ant-Man again. So I'm going to give the movie credit for that. Uh, what I actually like about this movie is more the fact that you have two Ant-Mans in this and that you have a whole backstory that they they only briefly touch on. Michael Douglas kind of steals this movie. Uh, He doesn't steal from Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's amazing. I remember again when this movie was uh, just casting and it kind of came down to, oh, they're saying it's going to be either Paul Rudd or Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I'm a bigger Joseph Gordon-Levitt fan, but I'm like, please let it be Paul Rudd. And Mm -hmm. he really works in this movie. Um, Not to mention, Jamie hasn't seen this yet. And I think she just saw a clip of, Paul Rudd's shirtless scene in this movie. And she goes, who's that guy? I'm like, it's Ant-Man. Is it on Netflix? And she's suddenly excited <laughs> to watch. I just heard her gasp in the background too, but uh, she's back. She is back. Yeah. She came back to talk about the shirtless man, but uh, I don't know if I'm in lo- as in love with this movie as you are. I don't dislike this movie at all. And I- it was the only one I didn't see in theaters. And it was just because I-, I couldn't find the time to see it. As soon as it went on Netflix, I watched it the first day. But it impressed me more than I thought it would. I think coming off of Age of Ultron, I was sort of down on the Marvel movies and uh, not this had any connection to that, but I just, I wasn't really feeling it at that point. And the movie surprised me. And I remember being so skeptical and then just being like, the movie's actually way better than I thought it would be. It's the one that I wish I had rewatched now, because I feel like this might be one of the ones that's the opposite of like the Avengers where if you rewatch it, I think it might get better on a second viewing. Not that there was anything wrong with it the first time, but uh, thank you again for skipping over as you're talking about Natalie Portman like three times in this. Haley Atwell reappears as Peggy Carter here in the opening scene and doesn't even get a mention, Ben.
0: Well, Evangeline Lilly's in this movie. I don't care about the other one. Th- like, this, is, on. this
1: is basically the Iron Man-Thor argument over Gwyneth Paltrow and Natalie Portman. I'm like, Hayley Atwell, you're like, Evangeline Lilly, Haley Atwell.
0: Well, it's Evangeline Lilly. Well, it's Come on. She's well. a Great Kadian. It's Kate from Lost, and she was in those stupid Hobbit movies. But who cares? It's Evangeline <laughs> Lilly.
1: Um, we're now into phase three, which is weird. That they originally Ant Man's release date, because of the whole Edgar Wright thing, the release date was bumped up. And I remember the the uh, Marvel execs. Saying, well, Ant Man's now going to come out after Age of Ultron. It's like, but it is not the start of Phase 3. It's still the closure of Phase 2. This movie has nothing to do with the other movies other than the brief (laughs) cameo of the Falcon, which, by the way, I didn't like because this is where it started becoming overkill of the crossover characters. But Civil War, the official start of Phase 3, this might have, they should have scrapped Age of Ultron and made, if they had made Avengers Civil War, this would have been the greatest Avengers movie you could ever imagine. As a Captain America movie, I'm a little bit disappointed just because I feel like it should have even though he's still the main character in this movie, I don't feel like he has any more screen time in this than Robert Downey Jr. has in the Avengers movies. It still feels like it is Captain America's Avengers movie. Uh there's a few too many characters in here. It lost a little bit of like the intrigue with the, the story from Winter Soldier. Uh the fight scene is fantastic. You know, the introduction of Spider-Man's great. Uh, I like how they bring all the characters together. I love the final fight between Iron Man and uh, Captain America. And it's the first time since the first Iron Man movie where I really love Robert Downey Jr. They finally got back to like the basics of the character, and you can take him seriously. And this is arguably just as good as uh, the role he had in the first Iron Man. But I'm, just, I'm not as big of a fan of this movie as some people are. And it's not just that it's not a Captain America movie. Two characters that I thought really helped Age of Ultron were Scarlet Witch and Vision, and I thought they killed this movie. I don't know why they needed their own love story in here, and watching the Vision, who was probably the most serious character and the most deadly character we had in Age of Ultron, walk through a wall wearing a purple sweater vest. It was just the (laughs) dumbest image I've ever seen, so I have some minor issues with this. Um, I really wish it had been an Avengers movie. I'd probably be less critical of it, but still the movie itself there isn't any part of it that's not entertaining and the star of this movie and i'm saying this now because i'm not going to talk about this character being a star in his own movie later on black panther steals this whole movie every second black panther's on screen i love this and even the storyline we talked about this in our black panther episode i wish that this had been the black panther movie because the wakanda storyline here in the black panther introduction is the best stuff in the whole movie
0: yeah, I pretty much agree with everything you said. I mean, I enjoy this film. I think it's great. The action stuff is fantastic. I I always, like, it's weird that this is called Captain America because, yeah, I don't think of this as a Captain America film. I I mean, I honestly remember more of the Iron Man stuff than the Captain America stuff in this because I think the thing that I am going to be intrigued when we get to um Infinity War is I can barely even remember where Captain America is because in the trailer there's got, like, a look of him. He looks all different and broody, and I'm like... Wait, where is he again? Like, what happened to him? Um, so, like, I'm, I can't even remember what happens to him basically in this film. That's how little I think of this as a Captain America film. But it's still a great movie. You know, obviously uh, the Spider-Man stuff setting that up. I agree with you with the Black Panther stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty much everything you said I agree with. I don't really have a whole lot more to add. Mallory, you haven't seen this, have
2: you? Um, yes, we get to phase three, and this is where I phase myself out. Because <laughs> I, we are past the eight-movie point where I have no longer seen any of the movies here. Um, I'm hoping that before... The uh new one which we're gonna Infinity War, that's what it's called. Um, I'm hoping to see most of them before then. Well but it's probably not gonna happen we'll because try. that's a week and we leave today. So Well,
0: we'll try. Um but I mean you've got to at least see the next one. Doctor Strange. Yes. Uh, <laughs> This is my number two on my list. Um, just such a great film. Again, similar in vein of Ant-Man and Iron Man, it's kind of got that origin story. It's kind of almost a standalone film and just everything about it. It's, it's so warped and wacky. And like I'd never even realised that this was a character. And just his powers and the interdimensional stuff and the special effects are fantastic. And just everything about this movie is great. Benedict Cumberbatch, just love saying his name. He's such a great actor um i really have nothing bad to say about doctor strange it's so much fun um and yes such a great film
1: the comic for doctor strange is really out there and they found a way to make this movie really out there while actually making it make sense and uh i took my uh, nephew i think it was his eighth birthday to see this and he gets freaked out in movies he you know When we saw the Maze Runner movie, which he was really excited about, he left the theater crying because one part scared him, and then said to me, I made a bad decision. (laughs) But with this, like his mom, my sister, was really worried. I'm like, this movie looks bizarre. He's going to get freaked out, and he loved it. So there's something with this character that even worked for kids. Uh, It had a good villain in it. Mads Mikkelsen's fantastic. Again, it's one of these really great casts they have, too, because... uh, Rachel McAdams is one of the few good, you know, uh leading mm-hmm. women even though she doesn't have a lot to do in this movie. Uh Chiwetel Ejiofor, uh one of my favorite names and one of my favorite actors. You know, he was in 12 Years a Slave. He's amazing in this movie and uh um oh, who's the the, the other guy? I don't remember his name, but uh he played like the sidekick. Uh, everybody's great in this movie and it's one of the few marvel movies where the climax i think is like well that's ex- like you could not have gotten better than the climax of this movie where they're on the, that weird time repeat over and over again and yeah. benedict cumberbatch was the first guy to come out since the first iron man movie the first guy to come out where when i finished this movie i said they can write out robert downey jr now because even though i'm not a fan of a lot of the stuff robert downey jr has done in some of the other movies you can't replace him as a leading man. Benedict Cumberbatch is the first one where it's like, if Robert Downey Jr. is killed off in the next movie, you have your new leader for the Avengers. Like, he's that good in this movie. And this is one that just, from my initial reaction till now, it just gets bumped up higher and higher in my rankings.
0: And his accent's not that bad. Everyone says he does bad American accent. I think he pulls it off.
1: Yeah, it's good. I like it. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So we already talked about the first one. Now, I'm surprised, Mallory, if you love the first one as much as you have, you haven't even seen this one. Uh, I'm going I'm lazy <laughs> I-
0: with me
1: well maybe this might sell you on a little bit more because I'm going with Ben on this I wasn't as much as I enjoyed the first one I didn't think it was a great movie I enjoyed this one a lot more than the first it's definitely not as funny as the first uh, but it had a story in it which was nice and everything that worked in the first movie is still here the baby Groot stuff I thought would get annoying I actually really like that um Kurt russell 's amazing. I love how complex they got with the the backstory of uh, um, chris Pratt 's character and everything. The opening sequence is like uh, probably the best if you 're going to you know consider these pre title scenes that all these marvel movies have it 's the best opening any Marvel movie has had yet, so much so that i don 't think that anything else in the movie lived up to that opening sequence you know with the the bomb on the asteroid and everything. But the one thing that really works here is like... You have all these main characters and they all get a chance to shine. And they still found ways to put new characters in here. Not new ones, but like supporting ones in the first one. Like Michael Rooker or uh, Nebula. They elevated other supporting characters from the first one. I- I'm worried that if they do a third one, it's going to get too big. Where it's almost going to be like the Civil War or the Infinity War. Where none of these characters really get a chance to shine. Because you have like 13 Guardians of the Galaxy. But I just want to put on the record... Everybody who loves these movies... Nobody really ever read the comics these movies have nothing in common with the comics at all other than the characters like the stories are there but like the comics are not funny like this the humor in these movies is so unique and even though this one's not as funny as the first like i really have to give them the credit that they've made a sequel that really had me laughing out loud too so i'm i'm not like super into this movie just like the first one but i do consider it to be slightly better than the first
0: yeah i definitely think it's better than the first even though i love the first one but yeah just you know the the Michael Douglas uh, Michael Douglas stuff. The <laughs>
1: <laughs> back. Uh,
0: the the Kurt Russell stuff. Um, you know the random Sylvester Stallone stuff in it. Um, the the new the alien character where like with her just, and Dave Batista, just the yeah. way they like <laughs> backwards and forth is so funny. I love the Baby group stuff. I just think it's funny. Um, and just like the the opening sequence. You're right. Like we just saw with the commonwealth games that stupid birmingham uh, introduction to Mr. Blue Sky by ELO uh you know better use of it here in uh Guardians of the Galaxy but the soundtrack in general like you know Fleetwood Mac the Chain oh, yeah. like the use of that is just incredible and just so much about Guardians too um such a great film and uh yeah i am i mean i'm sure we'll talk about this briefly when we talk about the preview for Infinity War but i'm kinda glad that we're going to see them mixing it up with some of the other avengers because i mean really both the um the Guardians movie, just maybe they're the two that feel the least connected to all the other Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. But, um, ultimately, we're going to see, you know, how that's going to pan out. But yeah, love it. I know, uh, Mallory, you need to see it. Come on. Um, so where are we up to now? Oh, Spider Man Homecoming again.
1: We're now within the uh, last I mean, I 12 months. About,
0: yeah, I think we've talked about this one enough. I mean, it's, it's still enjoyable. It's still, you know, ranked highly up there for me on a rewatch. It's still enjoyable, but, um, I mean, I don't really know if I have a whole lot more to add that we've talked about in all these other episodes we've talked about it, but uh, it's still an enjoyable film. Tom Holland's great. Um, you know, as we kind of went over when we did this film about how they didn't use Iron Man as much as we thought they would. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, obviously, uh, if you want to listen to more of our thoughts, download Spider-Man Homecoming on the Oz Network from uh, 12 months ago. I don't really have a whole lot more to say because we've talked about this film enough.
1: Yeah, we talked about this movie all last summer uh and then it came out and we talked about it more I-, I don't know if this is sort of the opposite of ant-man where with ant-man i feel like i wish i had rewatched this because it would probably improve my opinion i have a feeling that spider-man homecoming would not hold up as well now a year later uh and part of that's just that with the opposite of maybe what we're going to get into with thor ragnarok I find myself losing interest in this movie more the more time passes. You know, when we first saw this, I was much more high on this and I really loved it. And then like a couple of weeks later, I'm like, yeah, I don't really know if I love this as much as I thought. And then a couple months later, I'm like, I guess it was just an okay movie. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe I'd rewatch this and, you know, I would love it just as much as the first time. But I sort of look back now and I have more complaints about it and things that I wish that had been done differently Uh, It's definitely not the best Spider Man movie. There are things they do right with it, but there's too much overuse of gadgets as opposed to superpowers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as great as Michael Keaton is as a villain, uh, and even like his friend Ned, you know, good as a sidekick. I mean, Tom Holland's great. This one's almost a little bit too Guardians of the Galaxy like in its humor, where too much humor where I feel like you're losing a little bit of the emotion that Spider-Man sort of made on, like with Uncle Ben's death and all that. And you can't just repeat Uncle Ben's death. But the other Spider-Man movies, with the exception of three, found a way to work more emotion into it. So don't know if I'm as high on this as I originally was. But still, still a really good movie. Uh, it is weird that we we still have a couple movies left to talk about, and this movie was like less than a year ago that came out. Yeah. Um, now we're up to Thor Ragnarok, which I'm just continuing what I said with Spider-Man Homecoming, the more time passed, the more I look back on this and probably enjoy it more without even watching it again. Do you even know what I originally... I think I might have rented this. Did I, I don't think I bought it, did I?
0: I'll double-check that for you. Uh,
1: yeah. Like, I know Jamie bought this. After not... <laughs> I
0: know Jamie bought yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, this is the one that sold it. Like, she couldn't have cared less about Thor. She thought the trailer looked good, so she wanted to see this one. Uh, she talks about this movie still to this day like this movie made a huge impression on her and there's so many people i'm running into now who are saying thor ragnarok might even be their favorite marvel movie i don't know if i'd go that far but everything i love about this movie i look back now i'm like Kate blanchett was not just good i mean she was iconic in this movie chris hemsworth just nailed it tom haleston was fantastic uh, valkyrie was amazing like they're talking about putting valkyrie as a solo movie i would watch a valkyrie solo movie hulk not as crazy about it as much as i love mark ruffalo and i love the bruce banner stuff i just thought they kind of killed the hulk character for me but in a weird way this movie sort of improves without me rewatching it improves the more time passes and i kind of have a feeling you're going to say the opposite ben
0: um you rented it by the way
1: look i'll change that now i'll buy it
0: i i've i've got this movie now and i'm, I'm kind of tempted to watch it it's just it's just the weirdest one out of all of them to me because it just – I just came out of it going, that was good. It just – it felt weird that this is a Thor movie. Like, if we had never seen Thor before, like, wow, okay, that's a way to see it. But it's just – they changed it so goddamn much. But, again, having said that, I enjoyed it and kind of I, – I do want to see it again, you know. Um what's, how do, I'm going to butcher his name. Takai Watiti. You know, I mean, I I go out of a limb here and say Hunt for the Wilder People might be my top ten favourite movies of all time. Like, I've only seen it once, but it's just so goddamn funny. And for New Zealand to produce a film that funny, like, seriously, it's just such an incredible film. And so much of that humour from Hunt for the Wilder People creeps in into Thor Ragnarok with, um, who's it, Doug, the rock guy? Like, oh, yeah. this is my friend Doug. Yeah, he's just waiting around for you. I wasn't him. as crazy about that. <laughs> I, like, that's just, it's just so, like, kiwi humor and so like taken from that style of film but yeah like you said earlier with um thor about chris Hemsworth, and like i in your episode you did with jamie last year just chris Hemsworth is a funny funny guy like he should be working in more comedies like he's got great comic timing and he's really really good i do not like kate blanchett at all i have never liked her she's amazing in this film and she's yeah. hot too so like you know ticks off the list there um, and just like, just random little scenes I really like, like when they're, you know, recreating the Thor stuff and you've got Lee Hemsworth <laughs> and Sam Gill, like, it's <laughs> Um, so, yeah, it's just, I I kind of want to watch it again now, but I mean, I actually probably have it higher in my rankings than you're probably thinking I will, but, um... Yeah, there's something unique about this film that I think will stand the test of time. And the soundtrack, Jeff Goldblum, how have we not mentioned Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. I mean, God, he's, he's only in it. He's actually not in it as much as I thought he would be. But like, even the final scene when he's like, well, completely caught he's like, let's call it a draw. <laughs> uh, like it's just, I actually, I really want to get the soundtrack. So I really kind of love that warped sort of 80s synthesizer kind of bright colors feel to this film. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And it's just, it's just a weird, you know, U-turn from what we've been used to with the Thor films. Um, and I guess that leads us to Black Panther. You and I only talked about this a couple of months ago, and I think you and I are both on the same page. I still gonna say it. I think it's very much overrated. I don't think it's as good as what people say it is. Having said that, Colin and I aren't really the target audience with it. Uh we are two Pacy White dudes. Um well. <laughs> so, you know we're we're not sort of the target audience when it comes to uh the demographic of this movie Am
2: I the target audience
0: Are you a, a black person um mm. No um don't answer that <laughs> but I uh, I mean look it's it's not terrible it's not the worst but yeah I mean it's going to be fairly lowish on my list cuz I do think it wasn't as good as people say it was
1: I I think the one objection i have was not the target audience um We are the target audience because this is a superhero movie and it is really no different from the other ones on this list, except for the fact that it's a little bit more flawed than some of the ones on this list. Just to clarify, I think what you mean about the target audience, the people who are absolutely crazy about this movie are, you know, it's the audience who feel like we have our own superhero. It's the same thing when Wonder Woman came out. Uh, So we're not going to be about as crazy about this movie as the I guess the the demographic that this this is most geared towards but at the same time I can tell you I've talked to so many people now who have seen this movie and I keep expecting to kind of be the odd man out and the more and more people I run into it I'm not finding anybody who has a different opinion of mine nobody's saying that they dislike this movie ever saying yeah I like the movie but everybody's saying it just wasn't as good as I thought it would be and it misses Black Panther he's he's almost a supporting character in this movie because they have too many characters. But the one thing I will say that I think I was uh, a little bit more critical on where the more time passed, I'm looking back and I'm appreciating some of the subtle things was Michael B. Jordan. I don't think mm-hmm. it's a great villain. It's not a level of Kate Blanchett or Hugo weaving, but there are a lot of subtle things he did as a villain where I'm like, I kind of want to watch that again. So this might be one that improves a little bit, but it's going to be lower on my list. It's decent. It's just not great.
0: Which is crazy also to mention that that is, as of right now, uh, the most successful film so far
1: in the history of the yeah. MCU. It's
0: nearly made $700 million domestically. That's absolutely wow. crazy.
1: So we've given all our opinions now. We'll, we'll get to Infinity War briefly in a bit. But before we do that, we've been talking about our rankings here. We've all done rankings, including Mallory. Um, Mallory, you can go first cause since you have about half of these to rank or just under half. So do you want to give us your eight that you keep talking about?
2: I do. Um, I do not, however, want anybody to judge me on these, so maybe I don't. (laughs) You're
0: on the Oz Network. I'm used to being judged for my rankings. So uh... I'm used to
2: being made fun of whenever I show up here, so I just accept it. You've been
0: behaving yourself today.
2: Um, Okay, so my list is more in, like, okay, there's only eight. So top half and bottom half more than, like, a real one through eight order, if that makes sense yes yes that makes sense to everyone okay <laughs> do i go from eight to one or yes. one to yeah eight go back all right In number eight spot is the incredible hulk because who likes that movie number seven <laughs> is iron man two six the avengers the second one because i really did not like that movie five okay thor got pretty high up there just yeah. saying in my top eight thor was not the last movie so that's impressive Four is the original Iron Man, three, Guardians of the Galaxy, two, the first Avengers, and one, Captain America, because who doesn't love him?
0: Um, Iron Man in Civil War. Um, (laughs) That was a bad joke. Uh, Am I going first or are you going first? Yeah, you go well, you've seen these, uh, except for Black Panther, cause I haven't put that on there. So I, I've posted this publicly, if you wish to follow me on Instagram. Uh, so, in 18th, I have Iron Man 2. 17th, I have Thor the Dark World. 16th, I have Iron Man 3. I thought I had that higher. Um, in 15th, I have Captain America, uh, the first one. Oh. Uh, 14th, I have Avengers Age of Ultron. 13th, oh. I'm gonna put Black Panther. Um, 12th, I've got the Incredible Hulk 11th, I have the first Avengers 10th, I have Thor Ragnarok 9th, uh, Civil War 8th, the first Iron Man 7th, the first Thor 6th, Guardians of the Galaxy number 1 5th, uh, Winter Soldier 4th, Guardians of the Galaxy volume 2 3rd, Spider-Man Homecoming 2nd, Doctor Strange and 1st, Ant-Man
1: well some of that was okay the rest of it makes me want to vomit <laughs> yeah we're well,
0: used to it come on now
1: uh, well here's gonna be something very similar my dead last movie is iron man 2 so uh, <laughs> uh consistency here uh number 17 i have the first thor 16 thor the dark world you can see what i don't like here So believe it or not, as much as I hate Age of Ultron, there's three that I hate more because Age of Ultron then is number, what am I at, 15, 18, 17, 16, 15. I should have numbered these. Uh, 14, Iron Man 3. I officially want to say those five are the five that I don't like. Everything else from this point on I at least like. Uh, 13, I have Black Panther. 12, I have Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Don't hate me. Wow. 11, I have Guardians of the Galaxy volume 2. Don't hate me. Wow. Ten, Ben, don't hate me. I have Ant Man. Ah. Uh, nine, I have Avengers, which was bumped down, probably at least four spots here from rewatching and struggling to get through the first hour. Mallory, you and I agree. We both have the Incredible Hulk at eight. <laughs> that? I said I have a soft spot for this. Um, seven, another one that was bumped down uh, when I read this Spider-Man: Homecoming. Six, Captain America: Civil War, aka Avengers: Civil War. Five Thor Ragnarok, four Captain America: The First Avenger, three Iron Man, one two Captain America: Winter Soldier, and one maybe one of the greatest superhero movies ever made, uh, and that the greatest Strange. Marvel movie ever made, Doctor Strange. Wow. So I guess that I is like officially it. our number one.
0: It would be. I, I, think have yeah. it the two, I need to see everyone. this movie. Doctor Strange do. is great. It really is great. And kind I of say,
1: like Benedict Cumberbatch.
0: Good, oh, yeah, I like him too. I want his apartment. In the beginning of the film, when he's in New York, he has the best apartment yeah. out of all the Marvel uni- I mean, I know Tony Stark's house is pretty cool, but uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's apartment in downtown Manhattan, that's where I want to live. So I
1: want his cape. That's what I want.
0: You want his cape. <laughs> I want his girlfriend. I want Rachel McAdams.
1: I'll agree. Um, well, <laughs> when Hayley Atwell dumps me, I'll take Rachel McAdams. Yeah, when
0: Natalie Portman and Evangeline Lily, I'll, I'll go third on the list is Rachel McAdams. You're fourth, <laughs> Mallory, don't worry.
1: So... Rachel McAdams ranks number one on her dateability scale.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Chris Evans is number one on the male one, no yes. doubt. Well, actually, yeah. does Jamie like Chris Evans? out. you rank oh, the Chris? Oh, she loves Chris she? Evans. It was Chris Evans. There? Chris Evans, Chris Pratt, Chris Hemsworth, and Chris Pine. Okay.
1: Yeah, Jamie, Chris, do you want to make a cameo appearance here? Jamie, ran- come cameo? rank the Chris's. No, no.
2: Ranking the Chris's is
1: Chris Pine. Well, she's Chris running. Evan,
2: Chris Hemsworth, Chris she- Pratt. I don't like Chris Pratt.
1: Okay, hold on, go again, go again. Chris Pine. Like go again.
0: Chris, Pine. Chris Pine. I hurt my
1: shoulder. She hurt yeah, her shoulder Pine. running.
0: Chris Pine's in Wonder Woman, he's in DC.
1: He's in Captain Wonder Kirk Wonder? in Star Trek?
2: Yeah, 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 that's what I was thinking of. Do so you okay. like
0: Chris Pine better than Chris Evans?
2: Chris Pine, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, oh. Chris Pratt. Have you seen Wonder Woman? So, I have.
0: You Pine, like Chris Pine?
1: Ev- Mallory, Jamie Mallory says Pine, Evans, Hemsworth, Pratt. Now, tell us <laughs> your four Chrises in order. Oh, you should have told me about this. I gotta kinda think about it for a second. (laughs) Oh, you did this last year. I totally
2: understand. Don't worry, Jamie.
1: Okay, sorry, I'm I'm really distracted. Just thinking about
0: the hotness. What are the names again?
1: (laughs) Pratt, Evans, Hemsworth, and Pine. Okay. Pine last? Uh, Come uh, on. No, no, no. no, That wasn't a ranking. I was just reminding her the names. Yeah. Pratt. uh, Oh. Evans, Pine, Hemsworth. Oh, yeah. Pratt, Evans, Pines, and Hem- Hemsworth. Oh, poor Hemsworth. Why
0: is Pratt, Pratt is number
1: first? one? She loves Chris Pratt. No! Can I just <laughs> No!
0: I just want to Look. chime in here and trump all your Chris's and say, number one, with a bullet, Chris O'Donnell. Everyone forgets about Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Yeah, well, do you Robin. ever see NCIS Los Angeles? Yes. Okay, you know the white dude out of the main two? That's Chris O'Donnell.
1: The short one?
0: <laughs> well, not LL Cool J.
1: Ben, are we officially old now that Chris O'Donnell is identified as NCIS and not Robin? I know! Like, this
0: is Robin <laughs> from Batman and Robin! Like, uh, what else is he in? He's in lots of things.
1: Yeah, was... tons of... Yeah. Vertical limit! Oh,
2: okay, Chris O'Donnell comes before Hemsworth after, uh, Evan.
0: <laughs> Oh, I'm glad Chris O'Donnell's back in the Hollywood Chris's club.
1: Jamie's gone again. We can't. Ben, we need to rank the Chris's here. Let's Equality here.
0: Oh, okay. Um...
1: I'm oh, gonna go, a... Pine, Evans, uh, Pratt, Hemsworth.
2: See, we get along well. Okay, I'm <laughs> gonna I'm
0: gonna go Pine. No, yeah, Pine Pratt. I said, but I don't like Evans or Hemsworth. Like that's hard. <laughs> I like all of the Chrises, but for for I'll I'll go with Hemsworth for the Australia factor and um. What's his name? Evans La. But I do I do like Chris Evans. So, so Pine is
1: our winner. DC wins again.
0: Go Pine.
2: Have you <laughs> looked at him? Obviously he's the winner. But he's
0: also a DC man and he's personable. <laughs> and he gets with Wonder Woman, so
1: we should talk about Infinity War now that we've ranked yes. the Chris's and uh the Atwells the and the Lilies. No, let's not rank the Natalie's. Um so Infinity what War I guess quick Uh, opinions on what your excitement level is on it what you're looking forward to seeing and then maybe we'll talk about a couple not really spoilers but some of the news stories out there Um, I'll just start off I mean I was not crazy about uh, Age of Ultron I haven't been crazy about some of the other recent Marvel movies but I think this one the trailer alone redeems it I mean if we never got a good movie I'll go back and watch this trailer again I I don't even know how many people have told me. I don't even like Marvel movies. I don't really like Avengers movies. I can't wait to see this movie. My brother hasn't watched a superhero movie, or at least a Marvel movie, probably since The Winter Soldier. And he's like, that trailer looked incredible. Uh, it, it's got to be one of the best trailers ever. Um it, There's probably going to be way too many characters in it, but the movie just looks so good. Uh They're really not following the comic storyline at all, it seems, but there's just moments in that trailer I can't wait to see in the movie like like get this man the, his shield that moment is probably going to go down in history as one of my favorite moments ever in the movie if this holds up so I'm like so pumped I'm way more excited than I thought I would be the trailers have a lot to do with it too uh, and also the fact that I think this will probably be the last time we really see a lot of these characters as well or I guess there's one more movie to come after this
0: I, I like the I mean yeah the trailer's fantastic I like the uh, Thor bit at the end like who are you guys or whatever it is and you see the Guardians of the Galaxy that's kind of cool but um yeah I mean I'm excited Uh I think it's probably this will be the first Marvel one that I kind of go into I guess being excited at the cinemas because I mean Spider-Man sure but like I kind of only saw Thor Ragnarok because i just caught up on all of them and it was like the last week it was out so I just got to see that and Black Panther it was just like eh there's a Marvel movie on let's go see Black Panther um, so, yeah, this one I'm, I am looking forward to seeing it. I agree with you. The trailers are great. and I think it's kind of just a case of we're all predicting who's going to be killed off in this film, right? So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing, I guess, everyone together, which, as you said, there might be a lot going on, but uh, hopefully they'll make it work.
2: Um, I watched the trailer for the first time when you were opening this. What do we call a podcast episode? episode? Thank you. Um, The
1: commercial for this radio broadcast.
2: Yes. I watched the trailer for the first time while you were talking. Um, I am excited to see it. (laughs) 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 Ta-da! Well, no, like, literally, I only just watched the trailer for the first time before we started this, so I don't think I can really have more of an opinion than I'm going to see it in a couple weeks. Not even a couple weeks? In a week? Whenever it comes out, I'm going to see it, and it's going to be great.
1: I... I think the one thing that we should mention here, with all the other Marvel movies, they're they're all standalone movies. You don't need to see Iron Man to get the Incredible Hulk or anything else. You know, you'll have cameos of people showing up where it might help. But even like with the the trilogies we've seen, you don't need to see the first Avenger to get Winter Soldier. You don't have to see Winter Soldier really get Civil War. You certainly don't have to see any of the Thor's to get the next Thor movie. Uh, even with the Avengers I, I think you could not see any Marvel movie and then jump into Age of Ultron this is the first one where I feel like you will have to see at least a couple of these movies going in particularly Civil War so hopefully Mallory can at least see Civil War before this uh, But my best. they're obviously wrapping things up here and I think this is one thing I appreciate that they're not looking to just con- as far as we know they're not looking to just continue on with the same characters forever uh, we talked about this a lot in the uh, first two Avengers recaps Jamie and I did that they've been teasing for a long time, oh, there's going to be a lot of characters who aren't going to survive this. So far, they've lost Quicksilver. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and they lost Coulson and brought him back to life. And they lost Fury and brought him back to life. Most oh. of the rumors going into this are going to be, uh, I guess, on whatever the major deaths are. There's probably many of them. But I guess the three top ones, if you have another one, throw your prediction out there. The three top ones people are predicting are uh, you know, Hawkeye, Vision, and... Uh, um. Uh, oh, the one that just came out recently, Doctor Strange. Now, the Doctor Strange one, I'll just say, I think it's just, it's it's based on Benedict Cumberbatch basically saying, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to be doing after the, the fourth movie or whatever because they haven't officially announced Doctor Strange 2. And there's so many people now speculating, saying, oh, they're going to kill Doctor Strange off because of that. The first movie was too big, and they're not going to announce any sequels at all until these movies are over because then you spoil somebody doesn't die. So I don't think that has anything to do with it. There's no way they're killing Doctor Strange. I'm well, not killing be...
0: Spider-Man, because there's about to be another Spider-Man movie, yeah, and we I don't know think that. killing Ant-Man, because there's about to be another Ant-Man movie.
1: Yeah, so. <laughs> although I think Ant-Man and the Wasp takes place before Infinity War, too. No, they kind of don't say that. Don't <laughs> kill
0: Ant-Man or Evangeline Lilly. Boo! Yeah. Uh,
1: I think it's pretty safe to say, at least in my opinion, that Vision's probably going to be the one to die, because they wrote in that, you know, his thing, the thing that brought him life is one of the Infinity Stones, which is what Thanos collects, so there's no way he can survive if that's gone, really. And Hawkeye is the obvious one because
0: uh unlocked no
1: <laughs> that and he's missing from like all the promotional materials, but they've made a point to say, you know, he has a major, very uh, uh very they haven't said tragic, but that's kinda of they allude to uh arc in this movie. And then just recently they came out and said, well the opening sequence is gonna be heartbreaking for people. I'm pretty sure Hawkeye dies in the opening scene, and I'm pretty sure at least Vision's probably gonna be dead by the end of this movie I have no clue about the other ones I just know there's no way they're going to kill like Black Panther or Doctor Strange or Spider-Man because that's kind of their next phase that they have that they can lead into
2: I always think that Vision's a bad guy and I always forget that he's actually a good guy that's awkward
0: I will say Iron Man just for shits and gigs just because I think Mm -hmm. Robert Downey Jr. has kind of hinted that he doesn't want to do this forever so,
2: There's been a lot of movies with Iron Man in them at this point. Too. And, I
0: mean, like, as you said, like, you know, kind of we need sort of another anchor for it, and maybe that's going to be Doctor Strange. Who knows? But, um, look, I like to make bold predictions. I'm going to say Iron Man. Um, I mean, I had a sort of the main crew. I mean, Thor's pretty much invincible, isn't he? So, like, can they really kill yeah. Thor off? Uh, Captain America, they're not killing him off. Um, Hulk, I mean, again, he's sort of invincible too, isn't he? So, um yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go the big one. I'll say Iron Man. There we go.
2: Um I have a question. If they kill off Hawkeye, will they not kill off Scarlet Johansson with him? Maybe. They kind of come as a pair.
1: Yeah. And and also the other thing is I mean, this is no knock against her, but I mean she's not gonna be an action hero forever. <laughs> they ran to that with Age of Ultron already when she was pregnant, for her to continue on. The fact is Female action heroes have a shorter shelf life because you know th- their bodies sexist, go through.
0: Texas, boo! I sexist. will get Jamie
1: on here to back me up if I have to. <laughs> I to say that <laughs> One <at all>. pregnancy. <laughs> imagine having two or three, uh, and. If they haven't given her a solo movie at this point, does she have much else to stick around for, too? So there's what probably something her superhero's to that. name? Black Widow. I Black Widow. knew that.
0: Well, well, I mean, look, I disagree with you, Colin Hilding. I'm looking forward to the female reboot of The Expendables with Diane Keaton and <laughs> Helen Mirren and Glenn Close. And... Look, there's
1: a way to do it, but here's the thing. It is such a physical character. Black Widow is arguably, right up there with Captain America, the most physical character you have. And she's already limited what she's been able to do in some of these movies and you know maybe she she's in incredible shape now but they're not going to keep around for another 10 years plain and simple so if she's not killed off in this and they still haven't given her a solo movie you add those two things up i don't see her being able to stay on in the franchise or wanting to stay on
2: maybe they'll put in her daughter and it can be a legacy that would be cute
1: (laughs) does she have a daughter she does now. <laughs> Mallory's it's writing guys, Avengers 4.
0: is just taking a job on the board of Marvel in the screenwriter's camp. She's just written in. She does now. She has a daughter.
1: It's a daughter. It, and it was Ages. funny because, again, I don't want people to take this the wrong way. I mean, I'll say the same thing about Jeremy Renner. You know, Jeremy Renner, there was so much uh, hype about him when he first got big with uh, The Hurt Locker. And then he signed on for the Bourne movie and for Avengers and Mission Impossible. By the time Mission Impossible came out, everybody was speculating he was going to take over for Tom Cruise as the big stuntman action hero. Jeremy Renner himself has said he hates doing stunt stuff. And he's really getting up there in age. And he's definitely not in, like, Tom Cruise shape. So I'll say the same thing for Jeremy Renner. I mean, he's getting a little bit old to play this character. It's different with Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. himself has said he doesn't want to be in his 50s playing Iron Man. Not to mention... You need something really big to push this series forward and you can't keep introducing new characters and always have Iron Man there because people are too tied to Iron Man. It would be like trying to do a Justice League movie without a Batman or a Superman. Unless those characters are gone, the other ones really don't get a chance to shine. So those two just based on their age alone, Jeremy Renner and Robert Downey Jr., they're definitely on their way out. If not in this movie. And it's gonna be these two movies are back to back. We're getting one this year, one next year. Some are probably gonna die next week, and some are gonna die a year from now.
0: Which and the thing too is that we, you know, at the end of Batman v Superman when Superman dies, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Batman v Superman, we all knew yeah. that he wasn't dead. It's freaking Superman. Yeah. Um but like I think it's different with these ones. Like if they do kill Iron Man, Unless you know, in the future Robert Downey Jr. can't go off and do the Shaggy Dog Two or something like that that <laughs> he needs to pay the bills, um, he might have to come back. But you know, hopefully it will be done in a way where it is kind of final, if you know what I mean. But uh, nothing's ever final in movies and TV shows. They always find a way to bring him back if they need to, I guess. But yeah, no, no one ever left Batman v Superman going, "Oh fuck, Superman's dead."
1: Yeah, well, no, I know a couple of people. Uh... They're idiots. <laughs> Well, they're my nephews, but uh, oh, I, I actually don't word, think then. they saw the movie. They just heard spoilers, like Superman's dead, probably from other dumb kids who didn't bother to watch the last second of the movie. That
0: was a song by a great Canadian band, Our Lady Peace, wasn't it? Called yes, "Superman's hey, Yes, it
1: was. Hey, look at me know my Canadian music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, I don't know if there's that many. Other, I mean, I'm pretty sure at this point that after, well, they've already said after avengers 4 it's basically gonna be something completely new there's all these things with the x-men uh or i guess with the fox deal coming into do you guys have any opinions on that i mean I already are said they the avengers... remaking the x-men movie well, no i don't well, think they're remaking
0: no. i think it's because they're gonna be owned by the same company now that there's very much a chance that the x-men can finally come into the yeah, mc
1: ultimately i think what's probably going to happen is i mean the fact is, the X-Men movies, I think, work in their own way without the Marvel Universe. In my opinion, if you bring X-Men in there, something that big, it's just, it's too much. You, I don't think you could combine it. And I like having our own universes. We talked about this when we were doing the original Spider-Man movies, that there's something lost about just being able to watch a Spider-Man movie where he is the only superhero in the world, which makes him more important. Yeah, mm-hmm. X-Men already is this world where there's a hundred superheroes. When you add a hundred more on there it's too much so i think even if marvel does bring in the x-men they may find a way to take one x-men character hey let's do a new wolverine and throw him in here but i'm pretty sure if the if x-men continues on it'll be its own universe fantastic four is the other one though i think the fox deal probably has more to do with let's get the fantastic four in here than anything else
0: well the one thing that i will say that i mean look it's all mouth-watering to think that these could happen but yeah it could be overkill but I Didn't Hugh Jackman say the only way he would keep playing Wolverine is if they did include it somehow in the MCU? Yeah. So I think that would be amazing if they could get Wolverine involved somewhere, and it is Hugh Jackman. Uh, and I've always felt that Hugh Jackman isn't completely done with Wolverine. I kind of always feel he'll play him again. So, I mean, that would be great. I mean, just the possibilities. Like... Fantastic Four, I, I kind of weirdly enjoy the original, I haven't, no, I haven't seen the first one, I haven't seen the second one, but, you know, I just, something quirky about it, that it kind of worked, uh, I haven't seen the newer one, which, you know, obviously is apparently really terrible, Um, but, you know, I've always been intrigued by the Fantastic Four, so I think that would be cool if they can kind of tie them into it and do it right but um, it w- it would just be an epic, epic movie if somehow you had, like, all these Marvel ones with X-Men and the Fantastic Four. I mean, this is just going to be one day that ultimately DC and Marvel will be owned by the same company, and we can have, like, Batman versus Iron Man and Superman and Captain America and things like that, you know, the ultimate fangasm of a movie. But, um, yeah, I mean, it would be fun to see what they could do just as long as, yeah, they don't overkill it. I have nothing to... Oh. I have
1: nothing to add. Okay, Sorry. Mallory has nothing to add. <laughs> have you seen any of the Fantastic Fours?
2: I I think I've seen... There's only two of them, right?
0: Chris Evans is in them.
1: Chris Evans.
2: I'm pretty sure I've seen both of them.
0: He's human talk.
2: I. It's been a very long time. I like. I remember watching them as a little kid.
0: Julian McMahon is. is Dr. Doom.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I just want to uh, agree with Ben. Not that I think they're great movies. They're not great movies. They're dumb. And the fact is, if you read Fantastic Four comic books, it is more like the movies than people who are willing to admit because 90% of it is just these family members bickering nonstop and insulting each other because they're just together that much that that's what would happen if you had superheroes who were family and they lived together and everything. They're not that bad. I mean, there's certainly worse movies like the new Fantastic Four, which is right up there probably with Elektra and Catwoman and Daredevil is like the worst superhero movie ever. Um, Just before we wrap up everything on Infinity War here, uh, I just want to give honorable mentions to the the DC TV shows. Like, have either of you seen either the ABC shows like Agent Carter and Agents of Shield or the Netflix ones like Daredevil? Never, never
0: seen any of the uh, any of the. The only one I think
1: I wanted to watch Agents of Shield,
2: but I never got around to it.
0: No,
1: yeah, don't bother. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> and I I liked the first season of Agent Carter, even though that had some problems. Second season was a waste, so I'm glad they canceled it. Even though it would have been great to have Hayley Atwell on TV more. But uh the Netflix ones is what they hit on. I don't know why they they kept these as the same universe, other than the fact that I could think maybe one day they'll try to bring in R-rated Jessica Jones and Daredevil no. and Iron F well, hopefully not Iron Fist, and all these uh into the Marvel universe. But these do share a universe, so who knows? Maybe we'll have them popping up. Um the tickets that are selling for this, like they're saying that this is outselling something like the last handful of marvel movies combined which includes black panther and black panther was outselling the age of ultron i think there's no doubt at this point and this is probably going to top even star wars opening weekend record i mean do you agree on that
0: well i mean yes because if we're talking last jedi that was a piece of shit so um (laughs) no yeah I, i think it will i mean it's it's gonna go on to i think you know, go gangbusters. I mean, obviously it ultimately comes down to a lot of word of mouth too. Like, I mean, Black Panther obviously had a lot of that with the positiveness around it. But, um, I mean, if Black Panther can nearly top $700 million, I don't see why this couldn't. So, But, I mean, having said that, um, did we think that Justice League wasn't going to do, you know, surely yeah. that was going to do better than Batman v Man and Wonder Woman and it didn't even come close to either of those two. So, who knows?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm most interested to see whether we're going to get the typical opening weekend Marvel fanboys saying this is the greatest movie ever made and nobody willing to admit that there's problems with it or if people will admit there's problems with this movie because I think everybody's sort of afraid of the amount of characters in this and are we really ever going to get, I guess, any character? The the thing that actually worked even with Age of Ultron is we had few enough characters that everybody kind of had a chance to shine and I just don't know if we're going to get that. So if there's one thing I'm disappointed with this movie is I don't know if we're going to get... Enough time with any of these, and you can kind of see from the trailers. You know, Tony Spark, uh, Tony Spark, Tony Stark (laughs) has a speech. Spider Man has like you know two scenes. I think we've seen in the trailers. There's the one Captain America moment, which could just be. I'm pretty sure they're going to save him for the end of the movie. It's going to be like the Superman reveal in Justice League. uh But even the Black Panther. I mean, you see Wakanda all over the trailers. But most of what we're seeing is just from the end i'm just i'm kind of skeptical about how they're going to pull together a movie like this and not have it just be 60 if, if every character in this movie had two minutes of screen time that's the entire movie right there like they've said 67 characters are appearing in this movie so it <laughs> might end up being too much i don't know
0: a minute per character uh that's an hour and seven minutes <laughs> <So laughs>
1: not two minutes per character
0: Oh, a hundred and what's that, thirty eight minutes, so That's
1: a long movie.
0: Yeah. How long does oh, the movie go for? Be... Have we had a
1: running uh, time? keep talking and I'll research that.
0: <laughs> um Tony Spark and his Spark. Uh, le- <laughs> electronic company.
1: a <called> uh, Tony... <laughs> hundred and forty nine minutes. This will be two hours and twenty nine minutes. So it's last Jedi length.
0: Okay. Well, we know how that turned out for the last Jedi, so I yeah. <laughs> look forward to uh little kids with uh brooms sweeping looking up at Iron Man that's sweeping in the long. sky
1: too long uh but Thanos looks good in it I'll just (laughs) say that like Josh Brolin I mean he kind of looks like Vincent D'Onofrio which is weird I don't know about him without the helmet and everything but I I, I love Josh Brolin Josh Brolin's amazing uh and it it looks like Josh Brolin meets Vincent D'Onofrio in this I don't know about him without the helmet again you don't know the comics even the clips we've seen so far he has the helmet but it mostly looks like this is going to be a Thanos movie too uh i don't know the the setting looks cool the the feel of the movie looks cool uh have you heard the the funny thing about ant-man in the poster did you catch that
0: isn't he really little in the poster or
1: (laughs) yeah there people are like well there's no ant-man on the poster and then uh, apparently somebody zoomed in and you can see like if you really zoom in you can see ant-man hanging on to one of the infinity stones on uh glove (laughs) Mm. so he's in there somewhere uh, but it's just, he's not listed as part of the main cast, so there's probably gonna be a lot that are just cameos in here as well. Um, is there one moment from the trailer that everybody's really pumped about? I mentioned for me, it's that Black Panther speech and they get the man his shield, and then Captain America comes out along with that shot of Thanos, you know, shoving his fist into Captain America and him fighting him off. That's kind of the I, I love Captain America, so that's probably part of it. But I just really want to see like this big showdown Captain America takes on Thanos.
0: You know, I said about the Guardians bit, like, at the end with Thor. So, I kind of, you know, that would be a fun introduction. I'm intrigued to see how they bring them into it. Um, So, I guess, you know, the connection to Thanos, I suppose, is there. But, um yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd be interested to see kind of, like, with the success of Black Panther, if they kind of, have they mentioned about anything about re-editing or re-jigging it to kind of include more of him? Because they sort of said that about Justice League, didn't they, yeah. about you know more wonder woman after the success of wonder woman so i mean
1: i don't think they've had time to but you can tell from the trailers like they are letting every second shot be shots mm. of wakanda
0: (laughs) yeah um mallory do you you saw the trailer about an hour ago (laughs) do you have your favorite scene
1: no
2: i do not i'm just i'm excited for the movie i think it's gonna be fun
1: so what are our plans to see this movie i still don't have a plan which is weird uh, my nephews really want to see this. My one nephew is begging to be on the podcast. Oh. Uh, he's insisting that he could do the whole podcast. With and I'm like Our episodes go for two hours. And I keep telling him this in, in the way of saying, listen, if you want to come see the movie at my house and then it's over at 10 o'clock at night, I'm not going to stay up and record a whole podcast with you and then do another one with Ben. And he's like, I've stayed up past midnight before. I can do it. <laughs> so I'll probably do a segment with them if they go with me. But I still need to have plans with that. So is he the one that likes just- me? He was the one that likes you because you yeah, like Spider-Man welcome. 3. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He can join us. And he said, I'll join you and Ben on the podcast because they've listened to a couple of the episodes that deal with like the Spider-Man movies and stuff like that. So I'm sure we'll hear them. I'm sure if they don't see it with me, they'll see it shortly afterwards. But I have no plan at this point other than the fact that I know I'm going to see this within the first, if not the the Thursday screenings they have. I'll see it on Friday, Saturday at the latest.
0: Well, we'll be in Melbourne. Um, I'm going to be taking Mallory to the casino. There's a cinema there at the casino, so we're probably going to see it on the Thursday or the Friday. That's about as Fun far as... Fun
2: fact about Mallory, I've never been to a casino
1: before.
0: She's never been to a casino before.
1: Um, Fun fact about Colin, he hasn't either. Oh, well... What? You're okay. old. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like money I don't want to waste it <laughs> I like money
0: <laughs> um, well uh, in between taking uh, this one to AFL games I will go and see the Avengers with her at the casino and we will gamble and not win any money because I too like money so we'll probably play laser tag instead
1: alright put some money down on Hawkeye dying for me because I'm sure that there's going to be people taking bets on that
0: Okay, we'll go to sportsbit.com and they'll be on there.
1: (laughs) So the next time you hear us might be a week from now. Uh, We're only a week away from the release of the movie. So if we all see it as quickly as we intend to and if we all care enough about the movie to record an episode right away (laughs) or have time, we'll have something about this time next week, if not shortly after. But uh, that will be the wrap-up for our Avengers month. And Ben, I will let you have the honors of announcing what month will follow which will probably start mid-month and end mid-month of another one but you get the pleasures of this
0: the only reason i ever wanted to do this podcast is so we can eventually talk about (laughs) jurassic park one day and um it's the time has come this is why i'm so excited to see vendors infinity war because then that means we get to do jurassic park month (laughs) um so we're going to be doing jurassic park lost world jurassic park jurassic park 3 jurassic world all in the lead up to Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which the new trailer dropped this week, and it uh, looks pretty awesome. So, yeah, I'm super excited. The first film, um, look, you know, you thought I'd talked up Titanic and love Titanic, and it's a three-hour film. and We went for five hours on that. Jurassic Park's, what, two-hour film? I reckon we can go for about eight hours on that, um, yeah. just because it's so amazing. Um, I mean, there's just literally nothing not to like about Jurassic Park. It is the greatest film ever made, so, um, so good. Uh, I will defend the second one. I think Lost World gets a lot of hate and I think it's it, it ages well and I think it's a lot better than people give it credit for. Uh, the third one has its moments. I don't hate it as much as everybody else in the world does, but I also don't like it as much as the first two. Um, and then Jurassic World is the best sequel they've maybe done for it. But having said that, over the years, once you rewatch it, it maybe loses a bit of its uh, initial likingness, that's a word, Um Because, you know, let's be honest, all four of these films are the same movie. Um but um yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna be binning any of these uh next four films, that's to be sure. Um whether I buy all four four of them, that's another question. I'm looking forward to it.
1: I am really excited to talk about Jurassic Park, even though I'm afraid it's gonna be an eight hour episode because it's probably (laughs) of every movie we've covered, uh, the one that the two of us combine love the most. Because you say it's your favorite movie of all time you got very angry with me when i said it's probably my top 10 favorite movies of all time <laughs> maybe top 5 so here's a movie i'm like maybe it's in my top 5 of all time and you're like come on that's and not Colin, good can enough i want to
0: interrupt i want to interrupt you and say i've read the book so you read
1: a book and <laughs> i've read both one. the
0: books i've read lost world <laughs> as well so you know, what's really I know the book here? stories on these as well <laughs>
1: Noah and I did a 007 episode where we talked about 14 books that the two of us had read together in a single episode. Um, I'm more excited to do an episode where Ben and I can talk about two books that we have both read. <laughs> and to talk about how the second book for The Lost World uh, in some ways was better and in some ways was actually worse than what they did in the movie. That's right. Some things they did in The Lost World movie were better than the book. Yeah. Uh, even though I think you're probably going to defend a little bit more than I am. Uh, lost world th- or not lost world three Jurassic park three i'm probably gonna defend a little bit more than you are because i really love that movie even though it is cheap it is dumb uh it's ridiculous it's very short but i just very think very short it's, it's incredibly short uh but i think the movie is so much fun and lost world will probably have the same opinion because i mean i enjoyed it when it first came out but not as much in recent years when i've seen it um but yeah, Jurassic Park. This is going to be uh, probably the closest we've ever come to agreeing, and it's going to be four episodes in a row of us agreeing. So that's gonna be- mm-hmm. Mallory. Have you seen Jurassic Parks, or do you even care? She,
0: okay, can I just see Jurassic? If she hadn't seen Jurassic Park, I wouldn't be with her. But um. yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm glad to know that I'm that good. Um, I have seen them.
0: Yes, that's my all opinion. right. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: yes, I've seen all of them. I think I only saw them recently, actually, for the first time. So. I will probably not be on the episode with you guys because I don't want to sit here for eight hours and talk about these movies.
1: But following that, we've teased it. We will hopefully be doing the Mission Impossible's after that, and you want to be on those, right?
2: Yes, I one hundred percent want to be on those. Right? And I only seen yes. the first
0: two of those. I haven't seen them. I haven't seen what oh. are like twenty of them now? So,
1: and that's the one I'm really excited about. Um, I just want to say this too. Uh, Jurassic Park came out. June 9th, 1993, so we're coming up with the 25th anniversary, and basically the week of The Fallen Kingdom's release, I don't even think they made a big deal about this, is the 25th anniversary of the first movie. I thought they'd be making a bigger deal. They about
0: are. Uh, if you follow their socials, like they've, they've gotten a lot of fans to kind of recreate scenes as a celebration of the 25th anniversary, so like oh. you know the the must go faster, must go faster scene, they've gotten people like recreating that, and it's actually quite funny. Some people have done it very well, and some people have just done it over the toply really bad, but it's hilarious. But they actually have, particularly on their Twitter page, really been doing a lot about the 25th anniversary of it.
2: May I just point out in defense for myself that I was not born when the first movie came out, so <laughs> therefore you weren't even whoa. thought of. I am. Um, it is okay that I have did not see them until recently.
1: Just, we weren't born when the original Star Wars movies came out. That didn't stop us from loving them.
0: Yeah, just don't mention that on air, please. We want to keep of Oh,
1: list. you know what? Okay, you're no longer welcome to my home. You better watch that before you <laughs> so get in September. would have watched them by
0: then, Colin. I've got to get her to watch Back to the Future first. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then we'll get on to Star Wars and the James Bond. She's got a few to catch up on.
1: All right. Okay, well, uh, I'll, I'll give you a reprieve for now. But Jurassic <laughs> Park, Mission Impossible still to come. Now it's all about Avengers. Um, I can't wait for Infinity War to make up for Age of Ultron. And uh, maybe we'll have Jamie on there if she wants to watch a movie, which I don't think she does, because if you listen to the episodes, she didn't <laughs> love these movies, which is why she isn't here right now. But that'll be it for Infinity War, and stay tuned to our other episodes. Uh, Billy Garcia continuing his love of Survivor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Billy, what's wrong with you? This season's shit. I haven't ben watched and it for like weeks.
1: Yeah, Ben and I are, like, weeks behind, and we couldn't care if it takes a while to catch up so we're so sorry but uh, sorry
0: survivor fans i know that's what we're built on but
1: <laughs> rossi's continuing with his two co-hosts from a, a fellow survivor show kyle and brian is uh, they're doing um rupaul's drag race so we got the tv episodes out there and lost nip tuck third watch all those things uh no other interviews coming up that i'm aware of ben
0: no we've run out of interviews for the moment but, uh, but maybe we'll... we'll
1: get one back for mission impossible month
0: Yes, no, I think we will definitely uh, have our friend, um, that guy, on again. (laughs) I've got Ethan Rom, (laughs) isn't it? Um, Yeah, uh, he'll be back. But uh, we've got a few others that sort of didn't happen in the lead-up to when we just had all of them. But uh, no, I'll be chasing them down once uh, I am capable of doing so.
1: And make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on twitter like us on facebook please like us on instagram as well because we're there now too and uh watch billy garcia on youtube my name is colin oh we're using our made-up names then i am hilding man what
0: my name is ben and i'm an ant and a man
2: (laughs) my name is mallory and i am very thoroughly confused as usual
1: (laughs) and clearly did not watch the trailer before starting this episode.
0: Nope. Thank you for listening to The Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.